And this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is on a good one with Cruzy. That's right, we are back on another fucking good one with Cruzy. Uh, we got some beautiful special guest today, one of my oldest friends and a strong advocate for veterans out there in the society. Uh, but first, we're going to start off with uh, thanking our sponsors. Legend Suspension, the one and only Saddleman Seed Company, Dirty Bird Concepts, Stealth Pipes, best shit there is, Law Tigers. Remember, if you've got Law Tigers on your back, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Jade Affiliate Wheel Company, the Speed Merchant, SNS Cycles, Green Brothers Designs, and for your party pleasure, Pit Viper Sunglasses. All right. Introduce yourself, Joe. Just just run it. Just run What's it. up, man? I'm Joe Stazione. Uh, everybody calls me Staz because my last name is obviously way too long. But I'm an old friend of Rhino's, Ryan Cruzies. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nobody Damn. but you knows that nickname. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, keep, I keep remembering back to Sturgis. You're like, man, you're about the only person that still calls me that. But, uh. Yeah, man, I had the pleasure of being on tonight, so I'm looking forward to this. Hell yeah. What, what do you do? What, what organization are you with? Uh, we have a veteran organization called Throttle Therapy, uh, out of, based out of Dallas, Texas, well, Terrell, Texas now. Um, what we do is we bring guys out to the rallies to experience the camaraderie and brotherhood of the motorcycle community, and then we connect the dots with what resources that they need back home. Counseling resources, uh, financial counseling resources, um, personal trainers life coaches just just trying to get these guys to the next level to the next step in their life and that find that little piece of something that they're missing so we provide that hell yeah hell yeah how'd you get into that man are you ready to go down this road <laughs> well i know how you got into it uh how long well, well, let's go how long we know each other joe let's see man 10 so i just got a facebook notification i had uh, i got my first harley 10 years ago like a week ago really yeah so it was a uh, the electric glide uh so 10 years man it's been yeah. 10 years yeah you yeah no shit yeah so when i started the business in my two-car garage and a rental house with a harbor freight lift one of the <laughs> members of joe's club he was in at the time lived down the street and uh i got to know him worked on his bike and i think i met joe i met you through clint right yeah that's yeah. how i originally met up and then it was just kind of a beautiful friendship ever then, ever, know, ever right? since, right? It's, it's uh, So going back, like back then, um, I knew nothing about the motorcycle community, right? Absolutely nothing. What I saw was, it was right around the time when like Facebook and everything was becoming a thing. Yeah. And I started to realize that a lot of the guys that I served with, as I didn't see combat. I'm the first one to ever, ever tell anybody that. I don't, wanna, I don't want anybody to think that I, I do this as a combat veteran or, or posing as a combat veteran to even think that these guys would know what they go through. But I started it. I started the organization because um, back then, when Facebook was coming up, I saw the guys that were getting out that went through combat having the same struggles and, and issues that I was having. So, me and a guy that I was friends with that lived with me, we started a club, knowing nothing about the motorcycle community, right? <laughs> so uh, eventually, I kicked him out. Found out he was a stolen Valor case shitbag. So I uh, I kicked him out. And that's when Clint and Davis and all those guys, they, uh, they started to come around and, and we clicked. Uh, at that point, it was just me and Chino. And we started to build the organization. And it was about a year after 
we reestablished everything with Clint and everybody that we were offered the wounded vet run uh, out of Boston. Um, right, you want to explain a little bit about the club? Because it was a, it was for veterans, and right? Veteran we, benefit. So we had a we had a club out here called, and it's still out here, and they're they're still active called the Infidel Nation. They, um, well, when we started, it was just that. It was a it was a veteran. It was a it was a place for guys to come that wanted to be a part of the community, wanted to be active in the community, ride with like minded people, and like it you know back in the day you you know you hear those stories about those guys and it's kind of reason why we do what we do now in the motorcycle community but like we just wanted to provide like a good atmosphere and a like good positive shit for guys that were struggling and i saw when i when we started everything the original thought was because like vets congregate towards bikes and cars for whatever reason you know what i mean maybe it's just the the i mean you work on motorcycles for a living there's got there's some kind of peace in it you know what i mean yeah it's it's just a combustion engine man it just brings people together it's there's a camaraderie right it's just like i think it, i wasn't in the military but I, I can get a sense of you know the brotherhood and the things i've done in my life and that whether it be cars or motorcycles or anything that has to do with the combustion engine there's something about it that brings men together I it, it bring, there's women out there too you guys are the the Point two percent of women that listen to this channel <laughs> you guys are you know what i'm talking about too but it is men are pack animals like yep. we're, we're fucking wolves we're pack animals and shit like this there's something about burning fucking gas that brings men together and it, it there is a camaraderie there whether you know it's happening or not it's it just is well it's you know it, and it's funny you bring that up and being in the military, not being in the military, like we did a fast life podcast about three, four weeks ago, right? And as we were talking, Jace kind of realized and was saying the same things that I was saying, like with his camp out and the, uh, the group of guys that they've established and like the rides that you do for, you know, Halloween ride and mm -hmm. the one down to, was it um, Tombstone? Mexico, yeah. Mexico. So yeah, we like, hit Tombstone, yeah. The, all that different stuff. You a lot, have, of, lot of vets. Right. Well, even, even with, the, you know, just all civilians, you guys have a, a group of people that has come together for a common cause, and yeah. you've grown bonds with all those people. Oh, and, yeah. you know, like I, I explained it to a, a couple, and I just actually told the story earlier, but we were in Arkansas a couple years back, and the organization that we were with, we had counseling and all that stuff. And a lady asked me, she goes, you know, sure, I love what you guys have and the, the counseling and this and that. She goes, but I don't understand how motorcycles plays into it. I said, ma'am, how long have you and your husband been riding together? She said, 16 years. I said, so for 16 years, you've gone over every bump he's gone over, every rainstorm or, or hot day, every bike breakdown, everything like that. She goes, well, yeah. I said, so you guys have built those bonds through the hardships of the road. And she goes, okay, I've never looked at it like that. I said, then you take two veterans because like we were saying earlier, there's only two ways vets meet. You've been around a, a lot of us for a long time. So we're either banging it out in the street until we come in here and drink beer, or we're just going to come in here and drink beer. Like, there's only <laughs> two ways that it happens. Because, like, yeah. it's either, like, two severe alpha males, or you, you get people to just click, you know. Yeah. And when you get guys like that that have that common bond of being veterans and you get them on bikes together, I mean, you know, like, look how we were ripping in, in Sturgis, that tight pack. Oh, was beautiful. You trust each other. Yeah. You trust each other's ability. You trust each other with your life at that point. Because if somebody fucks up, everybody fucks up. Yeah, you're all you're all fucked. Front of the pack goes down. <laughs> you're, you're, right? You're on a good one. So it's the same thing. We build those bonds through the hardships of the road together, and it's pretty much just like living with somebody and being, you know, being around somebody through the pain and everything else because you're experiencing everything together on the road all over the country. Yeah. So pushing a little bit of a different thing, but, yeah, this this community does that. And it, it's like living together without living together, too, because it's, 
you know, when people say, oh, I bought a Harley Davidson, it's a lifestyle. I preach this over and over again. It, it is a fucking lifestyle. If you, you can, there's lots of guys that buy Harleys and they sit in their garages and they don't really kind of do much with it. But then there, if you get the Harley and you really like, you find the right group that's passionate about, it, like you come in with us or something, or you come in with you guys and you get sucked into that, that living it a hundred percent living it, you know, whether you're living with that person or not, you're living with that person. Absolutely. Because your your lives are so intertwined. Motorcycles, I've grown friendships with motorcycles that, like, my, my old lady could never understand. You know, you hang out with so many fucking people. I don't know why you're with all these people all the time. I'm like, because these people are my fucking, these are my people. Like, <laughs> Tara was sitting next to me. These people are my blood, you know. She was sitting next to me on a couch, like, two or three weeks ago, and we are just bullshitting about whatever. And I was flipping through Instagram, and I was texting somebody. And she goes, do you just randomly check on people? Fucking A, yeah. I was like, I do all the time. I send five, six, eight, ten messages out a day just randomly checking on people that I haven't heard from in a minute. And she's like, I just never thought about doing that. You know what I mean? It's like you build these these bonds with, like, me and you. I mean, oh, yeah. ten fucking years, man, and not for nothing. Like, in the beginning, shit was weird with the clubs and the politics and the bullshit and, and all the different things that went on. And it was, it was a time, especially here in the Valley, when shit was tense, like tense as fuck mm-hmm. all over the streets. And we like overcame all that yeah you know it's not just as friends but like business still on the same path with the things that i've been doing with the veteran community and the motorcycle community it's like it it, 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 this community you get just same thing with your bike you get what you put into it oh 100 percent yep you know yeah you can you can halfway in this shit and and then you're 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 halfway in it and you end up selling your bike eventually (laughs) yeah or you, you know, you get divorced and you're fucking balls to the wall. <laughs> it's, there's not a whole lot of ways around it. The motorcycle life is, it's, it's a good life, you know. It's a life you got to sacrifice for, but it's a good life. And you'll meet, like like you said, you're checking in with people. I, I talk to people all around the country. They're homies. We, like, we got fucking tight brothers all around the country from motorcycle rides and events and just all the... Today, Beat the Heats this weekend, and there was 30 fucking people through the shop from... All over the country, from Canada, from everywhere, just came in or just coming in. their homies that are in town for a street ride, so they, they were here all day hanging out. Like that's awesome. I came into work early this morning because I knew shit wasn't happening today or tomorrow. Because beat the heat's here, and I'm gonna be fucking chilling with all the homies. You know, we get to see. And I could go two years without seeing these guys, and they come in, and it's you're you're hugging your brother that you, it, you saw him yesterday. It seems mm-hmm. like you know, not a, not a minute passes. And not a fucking, not an ounce of friendship is lost in any of that time. And it is, it's beautiful. I love motorcycles. I love Joe. We got Bill over here. We got some joints over here to smoke. <laughs> Let's get we after We got some it, beers man. to drink. Let's you got see lighter, where this Joe? thing goes. I do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Slide on in there, Doc. Jump up, Doc. We got Doc with oh. us tonight, too. Doc's one of our, uh, our partners with Throttle Therapy. Um, solid dude. Combat veteran uh, with the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. They do a, a lot for us, for every, for other nonprofits and stuff around the community. So, solid man right here next to you. We're going to turn this fucking shop into a fishbowl. <laughs> put, that, put, that, put that screen up there. Let's get weird. <laughs> oh, shit. Well... I say we start at the beginning, Joe. Let's talk about the uh, the shop parties. Oh shit! Man. So, party at Sweet Three. 
which is part of the Wounded Vets run, which is going down uh, November 13th. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think this year coming down. It is hands down the gnarliest biker parties it's ever been. And we started this party like six or seven years ago, probably. Six I think years they're, ago. They're right. Five was the year that I left, and I've been gone four years. So <laughs> that's a smoking motherfucker. <laughs> eight years, I think they've been going. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it is. eight? It could yeah, be it fucking eight. eight years. I think so. So we we kind of started this thing. You're like, hey, we're gonna do this run, and we're gonna, we think about having a party because their clubhouse was in the same compound that my old shop was in. It's like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Uh, party you want to get involved and it's like it's a fucking party i want to get involved <laughs> what didn't we do one didn't we do like a halloween party first i can't remember i think we i want to say we did a no we like had a, a we had a grand opening party for the mm. shop that's what it was and then we got you guys involved you set up and the grand opening party was hundreds of people it was fucking that's big. right that was a big bastard and, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to tell the grand opening story right now. That's when we had the flat track race in the yard in front of the place. <laughs> so we had this – the place was like a horseshoe. Like, you pulled up, and there was a, a two-lane driveway with, a, a like, a 10-foot chain-link fence with razor wire across the top, and that opened up, and there was always, like, you know, prospect at the gate letting people in. And then it went into, like, a horseshoe, and there was buildings, like, bays all around. And our old shop was, like, 720 square feet. It was a shithole. It was tiny. Tiny. And then their clubhouse was across the way, and it was like a bar and shit. So they just opened that up, and it was a full-service bar. And, you know, donations only. Donations only. <laughs> and, uh, so, and then out front was the stunt spot. Like, that's where we all learned how to wheelie and where we learned how to stunt ride, and it was the stunt spot because we were back in this industrial area, and every Wednesday night was church there, and every Sunday was church, and we would just ride and ride and ride. Those were the, those were the greatest times of my life. Oh, my God. Down. I still so, tell those stories, man. They're like, because we just set a barbecue up out in the street and fucking ride all day long. <laughs> But we're, we're going to have this grand opening party, and I'm talking to Joe about it. He's like, well, fuck, we'll get involved too, you know. So, And we uh, we would have four parties a year originally, and all the money, 100% of the money, went to one disabled veteran. And yep. it's, it's still the same way. Not yep. as many parties now because it's hard to do, but um, still 100%. You guys were getting like 20 grand a year, I think. For- yeah, we were giving away uh, our first year was 11 that I, that I was involved with, 11, 17, 11, 15, 17, and then it was a consistent 20 ever since. Straight up money right in their pocket. Here you go. Thank you for doing what we couldn't do. You know, that's fucking awesome. So, first party. All kicked off the fucking whatever it was called. Grand opening. <laughs> grand opening. We, we tell everybody, bring their pit bikes, bring their stunt bikes. We got like 20 dudes stunt riding, and like 50 people showed up with pit bikes, and there was this grassy spot with like a rock oval in the middle of it, and it was tiny. It was like the size of a tree. A, there was a good-sized tree. that fucking thing. <laughs> There was a yeah. good-sized tree right there. Right there, and it was about the size of a giant kitchen table. you know. And so we started a flat-track race around this with, like, 20 to 30 pit bikes at a time. And everybody drove their trucks up on it, and they had the lights going, and it was maximum fucking carnage. So by the time it was done, we had about a one-foot berm built up on both sides. And this is not my property. This is, like, landlord property. I come in the next morning really early because I knew we'd fucked the lawn up so bad. And I, and I came in, and the sprinklers had all been ripped out of the fucking ground, and they were shooting like 20 feet straight in the air. All of them. Like, fucking five grass sprinklers shooting straight up in the air, and the fucking place is solid mud, and it's got a one-foot berm on both ends. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I'm out there at 6 in the morning raking my fucking ass off, scared to death. I'm, I'm losing my business. I just started. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, wait, did, didn't we do a benefit at uh, – fucking place on paradise it was like a big outdoor bar and, and then one of the paradise. baseball training fields was in the back of it so you could like sit in the field in the bar and watch the baseball games so that yeah, was the that was the first ride 
That was the first ride we ever did. We did. Um, that, that was, was, the, uh, was that with the with the Marine Riders and shit too, right? Yeah, everybody was there. Yeah, we did. Uh, that was our first ride. That was for uh, Mason Steele. He was a local kid. Got his uh, pretty much half of his face blown off. That was a that was a hell of a day, man. Uh, Paul Yaffe came out to the um, beginning of it. Oh, it yeah. was the first time we were ever really broadcasted anywhere or anything like that, and and didn't really know what to expect. We had probably. We rented Scottsdale Harley out of motorcycles from people from Boston that came. That I remember year. that. You had like 40-some people came through with Boston. Oh, thanks, man. That was when we that. had the first shop party. That was. With all them people. Oh, fuck, thanks. When all them people from Boston came That was out. our second. The second year was the big, the first big one. The second year we was uh, was when all the chaos happened. And we got we got um, in that big fight and, and all that shit happened right after that. But, um. Second year was I'm trying to think of his name, Brad. He was a, a double amputee marine from California, or he was from here, but he lived in California. And one of the guys that he got blown up with rode his bagger in from Cali. He had no, we were missing both legs. So that was pretty fucking rad. I have a picture with both of the kit, both of them. It was, it was a, that was another good day. But that was, a, that was the first year that um, Twenty Two Kill came out. That was the second year at the, the concert <clears throat> stage, and that was, that was the last year. You're thinking of the like the big big one, when we had the weed bar jackal, yeah, and then like all the chaos, the cut when the cops came for the burnouts. Oh, cops come every year. <laughs> that was a good one. Every year, and they're like, "What are you guys doing here?" We're like, "We're having a party to raise money for a disabled veteran." And every year they go, "Have a good night," and they fucking mm. leave us alone every time. They're like, "Please just keep the burnouts down. You're pissing off the neighborhood." And we're like, "Right on." So we just keep stunt riding and partying, and we just don't do rollers. That year. That year we were sitting there, gates closed, like three cop cars roll up, gates closed. <coughs> I walk out there, <clears throat> cop looks at me, he goes, fuck you guys doing? I said, man, I said, we're raising money, we got a big veteran ride tomorrow. He's like, yeah, right. And his partner hits him, and Jack was walking up behind me, me double amputee, army veteran, right? Him and Jimmy, Jimmy Mack, they walk yeah. up behind me, and his partner's hitting him, and he looks over my shoulder like this, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> he goes, you guys really are. I said, he, I said, yeah, man, we're probably going to give away about 20 grand uh, tomorrow for a young lady who was burned over 70% of her body. He's like, holy shit. And he's like, uh, I said, you guys hear about the music? He goes, no, you guys, you guys have music? I said, yeah, man, we have a full stage and, and, and barbecue and all kinds of shit going on in there. He, he was like, no, man, the burnouts. They can hear them all the way down at the 101. And that was what, that was 7th Street and uh, for everybody local that, that listens to this, what was that, 7th Street and Deer Valley? Right? Yeah, pretty much. We ain't giving you the exact location until the party <laughs> comes up. <laughs> but right, yeah. right, right by the Deer Valley Airport. We, we were south of the Deer Valley Airport a couple blocks. So it used cool. to be the hot drag racing spot in Phoenix. That's why they put the speed bumps in. Really? That's where the big street racing spot was. Any old street racers or any tuner guys out there like the... I didn't know that. Yeah, back in the day. South, you, you know the spot, folks. We had... You remember, you remember when... Uh, I think it was our, our second year we did it when... Ryan's dad brought out the Hellcat and was doing burnouts with the Hellcat in the middle of the street. Dude, fucked off doing <laughs> limiter burnouts in a brand new Hellcat, dude. <laughs> just, nonstop, just kept going for eons, it seemed like. Did not give a fuck. We'd bring, so we'd have big ass light plants. I'd get two light plants and set one up in a, in a street with lights going each direction, and then my dad would get them donated from uh, United Rentals. And then we put another one on the back of a lot and light up the whole lot. The year that the year that we were just talking about, we had a 
a guy that did um, our second year that we did the ride when 22 Kill came out and everything like that. <clears throat> we had a guy that did our stage for us. that had a truck that rolled up and a whole side of it opened up and, a, and it was a stage. And he had me and my dad build him a like 16 foot extension for this thing. And then it yeah. ended up the the lighting company was owned by a, a Gold Star father. So they had a his son got killed in combat. So he donated all the lighting all the trellis work, everything around the station. We had a full production set up in this parking lot, and then who Legit. was barbecuing? That's so fucking I don't remember who barb. Somebody came in with a big setup. It was one of the one of your guys at it the time. It was fucking No Name Shane. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Smoking meat all day. He hustled his grandparents out of like eighteen grand to build that barbecue rig, and he used it that one time at the party and left it there and never picked it up. We had it towed away. True story. What? Wow. True story. You guys should have somebody come in and just start cooking every day. Oh, man, it was pimp as fuck, too. I know, screen, like, TV? touch screen TVs to order and these big three smokers that swung out. Like, we all custom fabbed the thing. It was <laughs> it was bad as fuck. Yeah, and he just he, he, he barbecued for the party and just left it. Mm-hmm. Sat there for, like, six months. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm getting this thing towed, dog. It was, uh... Um, I should have I fucking towed I wish I was yeah. living in an apartment then, or I would have kept that motherfucker and just barbecued in my... Having a barbecue trailer by the swimming pool would be pretty rad. Uh, yeah, for sure. When people are like, hey, you guys want to come over? And then you they come in your backyard, and then I'd wipe out that whole, like, you know where my barbecue is? My backyard, and there's that island. Mm-hmm. Smash that barbecue fucking camp trailer right back there. <laughs> yes. I love 100%. the idea. Smokers, you could walk up and order your food, you know? <laughs> Get somebody like Bill, new guy be cooking. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. I run it. Like, yo, you're prospecting when you start working here. I don't doubt that at all, dude. I do not doubt that at all. I remember there's places I come from, but I don't talk about where I'm from. But you're prospecting when you're working at Cruzy Originals. That's just how I was brought up, and that's just how it is. And if you make it, you make it. Bill's doing real good. We're hard on Bill. Oh, I'm I feel sure. like I'm I'm pretty nice, but we talk a lot of shit. We're gonna make funny all day long. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, it, you gotta you gotta earn the right not to get made fun of. <laughs> It takes a couple of four years. <laughs> it's yeah. Every day. So back in the day one time, I was at a party when Joe's group was having a party. And uh, I think he had a fucking member getting out of control and was punching some other members or something. And Joe would ask me for advice from time to time. And he goes, man, what should I do, man? He's Joe's fucked up. my house. Yeah. He's <laughs> fucked up and he's all being an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And I go, you gotta sock him up, dog. <laughs> Walk right down the fucking driveway. And Joe goes, I see you get in the motherfucking cab. He goes, No, I'm not going. Bink, right in the chin. I go, You gotta sock him up, Joe. And he just looks at me and goes, Okay. <laughs> Walked off. He comes walking back in. I go, What's going on? He goes, Fucking socked him up, dog. I'm pretty sure he's followed that advice. <laughs> I was like, Fucking hey, this dude's down. Solid ass Joe. And then we just kept on going like nothing happened. It was just back to normal. Good his own house too. We used to so everybody good parties, dude. They were good times before the shot. Like when he was still in his garage, we'd have these parties up at my house, and I would, he, he, I would, he just lived up the road from me. Yeah, we live. We all live super close. Like I think I timed it one time. It was thirty seconds to Clint's house. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ripping, but um, we uh, <laughs> fuck. We used to have parties up at the house. I had a, a big. I had a big three-car garage, man. We just packed the bikes in there, and everybody just Uber home or takes taxi cab home. I don't even think they had Uber back then. Fuck no, no I didn't have Uber. No. God, Rhino, you realize this is like 2000, 2011, 2012? You realize that that's a long time ago, and it shouldn't be? Yeah, no, man. <laughs> that's what sucks. Like, 
I feel like 2012 was the future not too long ago, and now it's a long time ago. I don't know. I look fucking at, 43 years old, dude. Am I older than you? Oh, uh, yeah. I turned 42. Oh, shit, dude, a couple of days. 20th. You're only 41? Yeah. Oh, I think so. I'm way, I'm, how old are you? 40. I'm the oldest one here. I'm about to be 41. You know well, when man. that happens in your life? When you're, like, around a bunch of adults? I mean, I don't. Bill's like when I have my kids around or something, you know. But I mean, no offense, Bill, but you're young. And uh, when I'm around adults, a grown mass man, and I'm the, still the oldest one in the room. <laughs> we're all Mother, children, bro. Motherfucker. We're, we're all fucking children. Motherfucker. But it's funny though. It's funny that like, uh, it, that you say that though. My dick still sort of works though. <laughs> it's funny you say that though because like when we were at Sturgis, you you brought something up and you're like, man, last time I came here with you know. Looking around and standing, you know, we were just standing at the booth. We didn't get the party. It was all forty-year-old titties everywhere, and you, and now it's young people. Because I'm forty-three no. years old. No, that's not. That's not titties. it, dude. Oh that's my not god, that's why it is. The motorcycle industry hasn't changed a fucking bit. I just got old. And no, didn't know dude. it, huh? Look. Oh fuck. <laughs> a fucking revolution Dylan. just swept across my mind. Dylan, totally the wrong direction. That was not the direction I was going Oh on. fuck, Joe, you ruined my life. No, like okay. I'm so, the old guy me... that hasn't accepted what's going on, and now I'm realizing it at fucking Sturgis. Let me redeem myself. Oh, Let me redeem God. myself. Let me redeem oh, myself. Oh fucking Jesus. So, it's gonna fucking give me a heart attack. But calm down. Look at look at everything we just talked about, the history that just happened at that at that shop and and when it was bro like that's over a lifespan of most of these kids that are riding motorcycles now but you look at it you look at the things that were going on there tall boy shope doing burnouts on a bagger through the fire tall or in the shit dragging the fucking riding like third gear power wheelies (laughs) at 90 miles an hour through the fucking shit you were the 131 you Uh, look at what's the culture right now tall boy when he was a kid right what look at the culture right now though what's the culture culture is that young Younger generation yeah. wanting to do stunts. You guys, between here in California, this crew that you put together here in California built this community to what it is right now. Think yeah. about that, man. I built Arizona, dude. I claim every motherfucking bit of it. Oh, I know you did. Amen. <clears throat> I put the well. I built it with a good group of people. It was like those were the days, man. One hundred percent, dude. Like the fucking whole Cruzy Originals crew that's been around forever, and all of us guys have fucking started the riding scene out here. It's Arizona's ours. The stunt game, Harley Davidson stunt game. There's some sport bike scenes been huge out here forever, but as far as this whole wiling out, Dyna riding fucking shit that's big right now, I I started that shit in Arizona. Joe was there. Joe was there when I was doing like three foot fucking power wheelies and getting in fucking calendars and with the magazines with the white and shit. Bike. Because yeah, I was doing some. I had fifteen inch T bars. I was doing some bullshit wheelies. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> and I thought that was. I was such a bad motherfucker. I like literally. Let's say I was at three thirty. <laughs> you know. You see how fucking deep that was? I almost went off the seat, bro, and I and my tire's three feet off the ground when the calendar shows up. Bro, I, I remember. So it came oh up in my... Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. It came up It came up in my Facebook memories, I think, or so, it came up somewhere recently uh, when the white bike, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, the Dyna, that was uh, the gold one you sold three years ago? Uh, last year. I traded it for the race bike. That was the and same one. And that kid raffled it. Did he really? And it raff sold out in 48 hours. He made 20 fucking G's. Oh, my God. I think 25. Good for him. Huh? 25. Yeah, it was like 20 or 25. 
That was that bike, though. Yeah. I have like a, the video. When it was plasti dipped white. Yeah. This asshole. I was poor, man. Get off my back. He talked me into plasti dipping my fucking whole bagger. I thought plasti dip was the wave of the future. (laughs) It was 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 a long time. Gloss black. I plasti dipped Uh, that thing fucking flat black for $50. Yeah. (laughs) It was a huge thing. I fucking overflowed a gas tank. The whole gas tank came apart. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. That happened to me in Wickenburg. The gas pump stuck full throttle and started spraying gas everywhere, all up my eyes, and it melted all the plastic dip out of my motherfucking tank good immediately. Which I found out that's how you get plastic dip off your wheels is with uh, yeah. gasoline. Gasoline, yeah. Just so, away the wheels. Rag, uh, rag and gas. Mm. Yeah, I was chasing you down on that. Uh, in that. 15 inch T bars. 15 yeah. inch T bars. I shit talked the fuck out of that now, but I had Cruzy Originals 15 inch T bars that a wood was making in. San Diego, and I sold the shit out of them, dude. Like, that was the shit back then. Mm-hmm. Real tall, and we tried to ride wheelies with that shit. R two was one of the first OGs to be doing wheelie videos. He was like in the shit shows, and like R two was one of the first dudes to start fucking killing it on a Harley. From Phoenix, my fucking homie, we were riding together. That was my riding partner. He fucking passed me up so fast, and he was doing. St- he was like doing stand ups, foot drags, fucking like super long wheelies. Is somebody out there? No, uh, I think they're going to a bar. He's parked in front. So, yeah, like super long wheelies killing. And this was like 10, 11, 12 fucking years ago, probably. He was on an 07 Dyna and it was like brand new. <clears throat> or, no, it was an 09 Dyna and it was brand new. And then we fucking built a little stump bike out of it, put some 14 was it, was inch. Was that the one with the paint job? No, it was the black and blue one. We powder coated okay. everything candy blue and the rest yep. of it was black. Put mags on it, fucking two over tubes in the front with race techs, 14 inch works. A Thunderheader and 15 inch T bars, and motherfucker was riding some deep wheelies yeah. on that thing. 15 inch T bars, if anyone's ever wheelied that and understands what it's like to have your hands that high in the air and then yeah, get as deep you. as you need to be on a Harley to ride a wheelie, that's fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> and that's how we were trying to do it. That's why I thought my wheelies were so deep because my hands were at fucking 130, <laughs> but my fucking front tire was at 330. You know, my front tire was just getting out of school, my hands were partying. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was bullshitting. But R two, he had it. So he he got big, got invited out to California, did some you know videos with some dudes, and then uh, I remember where I was going with this now. <laughs> oh yeah, the power this, this, of marijuana, the stunt game. I was talking about the stunt game. Yeah, so R two was out there doing the shit show, and then we came back here, and he was one of the first ones that was stunt riding the original sh- uh, parties too. Him, mm-hmm. Tall Boy, and Dom, and I was doing <clears throat> shitty power wheelies. <laughs> I, 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 the, yo, I who? came right now Real talk, motherfuckers I came from the time When you guys are all starting out right now And you're doing like shitty power wheelies Which everybody does when you're learning But you're still clicking pictures And you're getting like two or three likes I came from the time when you could do a shitty power wheelie And motherfuckers' minds were blown Oh <laughs> like, my god Like three, four feet tire off the ground <laughs> As long as it was coming up you were getting fucking sponsors and a fucking magazine shoot. It was by the time by the time we had our first big party at that shop, he had gone he had gone crazy on uh, well Facebook I think was the only thing at the time, and we had people coming down from what what was the furthest like Nebraska, Canada? No, we Wisconsin. didn't make it from Canada. That Wisconsin, way. Wisconsin, <clears throat> all the way down here for the, for one party just yeah, to hang out. The first like big <laughs> shop party crazy. was like a thousand people through the gate. Forty-some dudes came from Boston. Guys rode out from Wisconsin, Texas, 
Canada. They came from all over. They're like, we're not missing this shit, dude. I want to see dudes do wheelies. And man, we did. We were not good. You know, this was like right when Unknown first came out. Wheelies won around that same time. Like everyone was mind blowing. I was mind blown. But those were fucking power wheelies. Like those dudes weren't even hitting balance point or scraping fender or any of that shit. Like what's going down now? Like the crazy shit that's going on now. Yeah. I can do some shit that blows my mind that I never thought in a lifetime I would be able to do on a motorcycle until you really put some practice in and then it happens. But, dude, watching that shit that long ago, like when Nick Leonetti did the first, like, circle drift on that FXR, for, I'm, I was fucking – I went, what? Whoa, whoa, bro. How the fuck are you doing that? He <laughs> was just like, lots of RPMs, dude. That's all, that's all the information. No one would tell you shit back then either. You could try and get somebody to help you, or if someone was killing it in the Harley game, and they weren't like tight with you, and you'd, you'd meet somebody because we knew everybody, everybody else was doing it because just going to all the shows and rides and shit, and you'd be like, "Yo, what's up, dude? How you doing that?" And how I got taught was just yak it to balance point, bro. I'm like, okay, uh, how do I do that? <laughs> like, just fucking yak it up to balance point and then ride it. Use your brakes, and that's that's the only information I could ever get coming up until. I rode a pit bike and figured it out for myself. That's how you learned back then, I guess. Who was the Hawaiian kid on the Dyna? You remember that? Asian Ryan? Maybe he was Asian. I don't know. I thought he was Hawaiian. There was Hawaiian Eddie, but he rode a Sportster. Sportster. That's what I, that's what I meant. Yeah. He got me stoned. <clears throat> yeah, I lost a little bit of time there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Doc, say something, man. You've just been sitting over there looking at he doesn't. He's the drinker. I don't, I don't smoker. I don't fucking talk, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah y'all, like, I don't smoke at all, so I'm, I'm, I'm gone right now. <laughs> he's on another planet. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah, I quit smoking. I haven't smoked since Sturgis, and I, I'd smoked on a uh, <laughs> podcast with Willis like a week ago or two, and then a couple times other than that. When you smoke weed every day, and then you quit for like two or three months, and then yeah. come back... I feel like I'm in high school again. Yeah, I cut way back, so when I smoke, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoned. I smoke another joint though right now. Joe walks into the shop today and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Rhino? What's going on, man?" And he fucking, I see him hit something. And I thought it was like a vape pen, <laughs> and then he looks over to Jake and he goes, "Hey, man, what hit of this?" And Jake's like, "No, man, I don't smoke." I look over and he's just smoking a big old pipe, fuck, fuck full of weed in my shop. I go, Joe. You can't smoke that shit in here. I got a customer coming in here or something. Like, fucking goddamn it! You're disrespecting the shop already. Get out of here. <laughs> but then we just smoked two joints in here. <laughs> well, last time I was here, we smoked in here. Yeah, in, after after. Maybe hours. it was maybe maybe it was close. I don't know. Everything blurs together at this point. We were just talking about it yesterday. The amount of places that we've been this year pushing throttle has been has been pretty crazy, and we've literally been. All over the country. Daytona. Get yourself one, Bill. Daytona, Myrtle Beach, Tennessee, Sturges, uh, Milwaukee, here. Like, it's been bouncing around everywhere. And then all of a sudden we have this shop office and storefront. And then getting invited out to Mama Tried and this one. And just all the travel and the things going on. What's what's Mama Tried all about? I I remember reading about that and, like, the horse and stuff back in the day. But I thought it was... It's in know. Milwaukee. I never knew it's that. It's in Milwaukee. It's, it's, it's December. And I'm like, 
So you guys is it at House of Harley? It's it's, it, he hosts it. Tommy from House of Harley, he he hosts it. Where's it at? Isn't it like a camp out or something? Well, no, they do. From what I understand, and I don't know a lot about it. I, I haven't even done any really read up on it. I, we've been all over it, just having a time. But um, they, well, from what I've told, they do ice drags and like ice flat track. They stud out the tires and they rip on ice. I would do that. I want to do that. Come. That looks Come with us. Dude, that shit looks... That looks like the perfect shredding. Like, you can slide and grip at the same time. Yeah. I enjoy enjoy sliding and gripping. I think I gotta come out. Them House of Harley dudes are fucking awesome. Tommy's legit as fuck. Look, man, I I met Tommy... We met him in Tennessee. Mm. And he came up, asked what we were about, and, like, Jeff gave me... Everywhere we've been all over the country with Jeff Holt, with V-Twin Visionary, he's given us boot space. And he's given us a chance to speak to the people that yeah. that he hit. So it, it's pretty, been a pretty big audience, and it's helped out a lot. But Tommy came up in uh, in Tennessee and was looking for a shirt after he talked to us. We didn't have a size, so when he saw us in Deadwood, right out the gate, he pulled up, took off his helmet, and he's like, "Yo, you have any, you have the extra larges in? Is it is it time for the sunglasses?" I put my sunglasses on. What am I? I need them. Put them on. Light. It's better, dude. It's way oh, better. Yeah. And oh, it's peaceful. These and I saved them. I saved him a couple shirts, so right after that we connected, and then uh, he invited us up to um, hometown rally in Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago, uh, Labor Day weekend, and uh, so we went up there for that. We were guest sitters for the for that show, and then missed Willie G the next day by like two hours. But it was uh, we be, is he still alive? Yeah, bro. Look, we I have, we, a, I have a coat that was signed by him, but I didn't get it from. I wasn't involved. So we. We came back from Sturgis. We left Sturgis, <coughs> excuse me, that Monday, right? Rode back. Uh, me, him, and, and Andre. We rode back down to Dallas. We got to Dallas. Just we, pause one second, Joe. I just had a beautiful idea. Oh, boy. Are you guys hungry? We ate. I ate. I'm good. When? I mean, I could get some dinner coming, though. What do you got? I don't know. I'm going to call Trent and tell him to get some dinner coming. See what he says. Give, give us some options. Hold on, folks. Yo, you bring back some food. Something good. Repeat. We get back from Sturges. We go to Mexico, come back, me and him. Go to Mexico, come back. We were Louisiana two or three times to New Orleans, came back when a storm hit. And then, oh my God, dude! Tell me about the fucking scene with the truck when you were in the hurricane. Oh my God! So what the, I can't even tell what's going on. It looked like a forest fell on top of you. So I, yeah, I was sending him video the whole time I was driving through the hurricane. So uh, one of our biggest sponsors for throttle therapy is uh, Tad Recovery, and I work for him, and so does my, my fiance Tara. And great people that run the organization, and they fully back everything that we do with throttle. And it's uh, it's pretty epic to find a group of people that. You just a group of people you just click with, and they're real down to earth people. And we chase that motherfucking storm, man. So he calls me up, and, he, and uh, TW, the guy who owns the uh, gentleman owns the company, and he's like, Man, we're rolling to New Orleans. Are uh, you ready? I was like, Bags packed, like, let's roll. So we, uh, what is Tad Recovery? What do they do? They so they do disaster mitigation. Oh, so your house fuck. floods, yeah, dude, that would be right. right? Your house floods, your uh, uh, hail on the roof um like any of that type of stuff they they come in assess and then they mitigate and demo and then uh, insurance usually takes over and then uh, rebuild and so on and so on but they handle the beginning of it <clears throat> the mitigation and the and the recovery basically and <clears throat> 
great company to work for, excellent people, but they're all over different, you know, Louisiana, Tennessee, where all the big disasters and stuff are. But uh, we deploy down there for this hurricane, and we go down because he wants to see where the most damage is going to be. We didn't anticipate being in the middle of this thing. Sandwiches from next door bar, period. The the fucking Philly cheesesteak ones, comma, you know what I'm talking about, period. Ready? So. For everybody. You guys we got to eat one of these fucking things. Hold on. So Sorry, Joe. I'm fucking you over. Hey, get uh, one, two, three, four. Get four and one for yourself. And some shots of Reposado. Bring over like a Dixie cup or something. Nice. Fuck yeah, talk text is my friend. <laughs> so we we jump in two trucks, we roll down to New Orleans. We get to New Orleans, and the storm's not bad yet. It's about to hit, and he, want, he wanted to check out the airport for the next day, and we're trying to trying to find like a basically a base station to set up for the storm. And we roll out right before this thing hits. And we start rolling through some pretty significant flooding. And we hit this point on this bridge, the wind, 100 and... 152 miles an hour wow. at this point. I've never experienced a, that in my life. Oh, my yeah. God. We're in a Suburban, right, a full-size SUV, and we're going up this bridge, and we stopped. And he, T's driving, and he's like, do you feel that? And me and the other guy that were in a truck, and I'm like, no, I don't really, I don't feel anything. We were just going back and forth like this. And he's like, it's lifting up the back of the truck. He goes, I can feel the back tires are, like, skipping. <clears throat> I'm like, holy shit. So, we stop and we're against the barrier wall just in case the winds hit us and picked us up and flipped us into the fence, right? So we're going up this we're going up this bridge, and he's like, "Fuck this, we're backing up." So there's no turning around. If we turned around, we would have been off the fucking bridge. So he backs up down this bridge, and we back up, back up, back up, and then the whole time the truck's bouncing, coming down. We get down the bridge, we go to this access road that goes under the bridge, and there's a police car under there, and there's a, like three people just chilling, drinking under this fucking bridge. <laughs> and we get out, we get out of the fucking, we get out of the truck, and I looked at, I looked at, uh, at Mark, the guy that was, the other guy that was in a truck, and I'm like, holy shit, man. And I turned and like, like went to go outside of the like barrier of the truck, because the truck was barricading me from the wind. And a wind hit me, picked me up, and threw me into the column of the bridge. I was like, I just wanted to pee, man. Hearing aid comes out. <laughs> like half my dick in my hand. <laughs> slammed up against the damn the bridge column. I'm like, holy fuck. So I turn and look, and it's like three people just chilling, right? We're in the eye of the hurricane. It blew over us. <laughs> what the fuck? So we... You sent me some videos of from the inside the truck, and it looked it, like a tree had fallen Okay, so... We we get through this shit. It's still daylight, right? Oh, it was dark when you said the video or it was just mm-hmm. too much tree on top of you. We didn't get home till three thirty in the morning. We didn't get back to where we were at till three thirty in the morning. <clears throat> so we end up trying to get out of where we were, right? This this uh the three people that were under the bridge after that hurricane passed. Did you ever over get us. their names? I did, but I don't remember, man. Chicks or dudes? It was uh two guys it was, I think it was a father, son and then um a friend or Girlfriend, I can't. I can't. Wife, maybe I can't remember. Gang bang? No, I highly doubt that. I mean, end of the world? Why not? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, possibly could have been. So uh, they guide us out this different way, and like, like I said, still daylight, kind of probably like five, six o'clock ish, and we start to go 
try and find our way out basically because we couldn't go backwards it was just it was completely flooded out we were we were driving through probably a foot of water when we came in because we were right like in uh homa louisiana near homa down south before um near homa no (laughs) homa 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 yeah (laughs) it was in a homo so uh we start going and we tried the uh, three different ways to get out it was all blocked so we, uh, it was getting bad again. So we drove into a, or we, we hit a, we hit these trees. And as soon as the trees came down, we had a windshield wipers on. Windshield wipers came down, the tree hit, windshield wipers came up, and there were no more windshield wipers. They flew up, <laughs> they flew off the fucking truck. So I'm sitting there like, holy shit. So and we, obviously we need windshield wipers. So we pull into this dealership. We find windshield wipers. We, uh, and I'm standing there and I heard something. I looked around the corner. All three of us are standing. Me. Mark, the one dude that was in a truck with us, and T's right behind us, and we're all looking down this alley like this, and this giant piece of steel from the side of the building, like the side of the fucking building came off, ripped the door off of the Suburban in front of us, and came, like, I got, Mark grabbed me, we ran T over trying to get back, and this fucking piece of sheeting, right through the parking lot. The sign's going like this, I was waiting for the sign to come off, it was insane. We make our way out, we felt like these cops were going down this one way that was blocked with trees. So like after more rain and shit passed that it kind of died down, we went that way and it was clear. So we just started driving. And this is what I started sending you pictures. Like we got to a point, we got so far into the route that we were taking back that we were like, fuck it. We're just going to keep going. So we cleared a little bit of trees. We go a little bit more, clear a little bit of trees and it got a little thicker and then it got thicker and then it got thicker. And the, the video I sent you, man, he just said, fuck it. And just boom. <laughs> dead suburban and just drove we just drove right through the blockage at Holy one point shit. huh that's a fucking serious story i didn't know it was that intense oh dude it was insane we so we, we get we finally is that louisiana that was louisiana that was that was new orleans so we don't we get out of there uh mark takes over driving and we start we hit i-10 and that was that was where our goal was to hit i-10 we were gonna take i-10 back into the city and we hit i-10 and we start driving down and uh way station um sensor poles are down in the in the middle of the road so we're clearing shit out at this point dude like this is no joke like when we were clearing the trees out i had my flashlight and my my piece was in, i had my fanny pack on and i had my piece because i didn't know if snakes gators what the fuck i had my gloves on i was reaching into trees just not and i just want to get the fuck out of here man <laughs> like we were in a, we were in a you know, funky there's, spot there's some heavy shit down. I, I went down there when <laughs> katrina happened remember that shit yeah i went down a week after that and we set up some refugee camps being a friend of mine and it was a fucking devastation. Like, they didn't show it on the news like it was. Down oh, there. no. It oh, was no. devastation, it was, dude. It was Miles insane. and miles of neighborhoods that were <clears throat> gone. Just mud. Yep. I saw a fucking school bus in a tree, like 20 feet in the air in a fucking tree. A full-size school bus stuck in a tree 20 feet up. Alligators on the freeway, dead horses, yachts you're driving around. Dudes with machine guns. Yep. Motherfuckers trying to rob you at every gas station. I had a 357 Blackhawk that I just stood and pointed at the motherfuckers <laughs> while Carl pumped gas. Where we set up our base camp, the Shell Station right down the street had gas. And we were like probably an hour outside of the city for this. And we're they tried to rob, they tried to uh, hijack the transport truck, like the fill truck yeah. For, yeah. for gas. Yeah, dude, it was... I can, I, I can imagine being in the shit when it's happening because... I went down there right after it happened. They were shooting the fucking helicopters. The rescue helicopters were coming down to rescue them. Motherfuckers were shooting the fucking helicopters. It wasn't that bad. They were just... It wasn't that bad this time, but it was... Losing their goddamn minds down there. Like, 
to to cap that adventure off, we when we were yeah. going well, when we were going down ten, it got to the point where it was it was floorboard height water, and that's when we turned around and went a different yeah. way, found a different way to get back. But it was it was flooded to the point of that. Did you see any alligators? Um, so man, I was, dude, I was petrified. Like that's one of those things. Like it, sharks and alligators freak me out. Because as soon as you get in the water with them, you become the bottom of the food chain. You don't even right? gotta get in the water with an alligator; it'll fuck you up on land. So I worked in Louisiana <laughs> for a minute. Devastating. Back, back in like eight nine, mm-hmm. I was down there with Kiwit, and I was on a job where we had an eight and a half foot alligator in a slip where we were dredging. <clears throat> and I'm standing there, we're offloading this crane. I got a camera set up and I'm looking and an owner from the, uh, the owner's rep comes up and he goes, Hey man, looks like you got a friend. And I turn around and look and this motherfucking eight foot, eight and a half foot alligator is coming up on me. It's right. Like there was a barrier of like maybe three railroad ties high and he was down in there, but he was stalking me sitting right behind me. I wasn't paying attention. He would have ate, he would have ate you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck dude. I, I didn't see any live down there. I saw some dead ones. Mm-hmm. And they were massive. They're fucking dinosaurs. That you ain't gonna get away from that shit. Yeah, I recall at all. this trip. He's um, he ended up texting me and was, was like, "Yeah, I'm going down to Louisiana." I was like, "That sounds like a really bad idea." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I'm not going. Yeah, not, not gonna happen." And then he sends me his videos. It's just like you can't even see what's going. When on. them windshield wipers flew off, everywhere. I don't ever want to go back to Louisiana. And I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we see Joe next week." Between that, that and it, then, it looked like a whole forest just fell out of the sky on top of you when you were sending me those videos. Oh, it's pretty much it, uh, the trees were uprooted. We had a windstorm when I, I grew up in Oregon, in my hometown, Sweet Home was in the woods, like massive trees all around. We had a 65 mile an hour windstorm that devastated the town, killed a bunch of people. We were out of power for like 10 days. It was devastation. 65 miles an hour. You were in 150. 150, yeah. 100 I can't even imagine what that's like. So the trees a, were giant. It was just wiping trees out with let, 65. Let, let me put it in perspective. Car hits a tree, right? 65 miles an hour or whatever, right? Car hits a big rooted tree. And what happens to a car? Chances are Smoked. demolished, right? Yeah. And a person is dead through the windshield, whatever fuck, dead. There were trees as big around as this table under concrete and street that were completely uprooted out of the fucking ground. Yeah. Sidewalk up, laying in the middle of the street. That's how violent the winds were. It was, it was, it, it takes a lot to get me, like, my adrenaline going anymore. And, like, yeah, in the back of that car a couple times, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Dude? Oh, and in the back, were you in the back seat? Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible. I was doing some navigation. Helpless. Oh, yeah, helpless, na- dude. The I was navigation and fucking alligator watch. We were coming yeah. back on I-10, dude, and I'm, I was in the passenger seat, and I'm shining. A, I got a fucking straight-up moonbeam. This thing was, like probably 200 yards I could see. And I got it going like this, and all of a sudden, like, it must have been raccoons or something in the trees. All them glowing fucking eyes. There's, like, six <laughs> sets of glowing eyes. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Louisiana trips me out altogether. All the voodoo shit down there. So, man. Like, it's a weird place down there. I had some amazing food. The refugee camps, they had these. We set up shower trailers, and mm-hmm. that's all we did. But And then they had the food lines where they were just, like, making homemade gumbo every day and it was some of the best shit i've ever had in, in my life that's all i ever ate there because that was that's what was at the food line but <laughs> fuck it was good super happy people for the most part except for the ones that were shooting people but when i was it was fun being down there when i worked down there like they were yeah. I, I lived on the west bank it's like 
you can almost like feel like the dark voodoo down there a little bit. Well, so it's creepy. You know, it, it's there is creepy. it has an essence. I don't know if it's from so many movies and fucking bullshit as growing up as a kid, but well, no, they Louisiana had, has well, they it. embrace it. Yeah. So I got I, when I worked down there, I was down there for like three and a half months, and I went and partied down in like in New Orleans on the on Bourbon Street two times. The one time was with one of our sub, well, yeah, one of our subcontractors, and I got a little too drunk and I lost my way trying to find my way back to my vehicle and I ran right into a uh, witchcraft and vampire hunting shop. Fuck yes. What the Did fuck? Did you go inside? It was closed. Oh god. I think, god. It, I think was it, it was dark? Sunday. Was it dark or <laughs> it, daylight? It was uh it was still it was still a little bit light outside. Yeah, they probably don't open till dark. And like what the fuck? And then the <laughs> first time was with two engineers and they they got stupid drunk and pissed me off and I sent them on their way and I ended up alone. I made like two wrong turns and ended up at this hotel. All I saw was a uh uh Marine Corps flag outside of it. So I was like, I got to be safe in this motherfucker. So I walk in, Marine Corps shit all over the bar, and I sat there and waited for a taxi cab to take me back. But I found out, like, it was a full moon, and there had been, like, three stabbings right in front of that hotel that night, a shooting, and then some dude lofted off the fucking sixth floor. So it was like, what the fuck, man? Oh, man. It's real. It's real out there. It's weird, dude. It's hard on them streets. I was out there for, fuck, that was, I was 26. It was a long time ago. Whatever forty three from twenty six is that many years ago. Don't date yourself again, dude. I want you to have a mental breakdown tonight. Oh Jesus Christ, Bill! <laughs> tell me a funny joke. How old are you, Bill? I'm twenty eight. Oh my God! Yeah. What was I doing when I was twenty eight? I don't even remember. I was fist fighting. I don't even know what year. What year would that have been? I'm forty. I'm gonna be forty two. I almost said forty three. I was. Uh... I graduated high school in two thousand twelve. Oh yes. my God! Nice. Wow, I, I started Cruzy entire... Originals in 2013. I lived an entire life before you were even out of high school. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so weird, isn't it? It is. You know, I hang out with a lot of young guys because it's. I mean, I'm in the stunt scene, so it's a lot of young guys, and I still feel, I still fully have that mentality of, I, f- I can fuck every one of you guys up, and I'll, <laughs> I'll ride as hard as you, and I'll outwork every <laughs> yeah. one of you, but my body. It's literally come to a point where it's just going, yeah, but Maybe. I'm going to make you pay for it every fucking time, dude. <laughs> I, you want to go ride bicycles around the neighborhood, get some exercise? Right on. You're going to be hurt for fucking seven days afterwards. <laughs> and these I, fuckers just get on and just ride and ride and ride. Because, dude, that's how I learned. I, when I would, when we would ride, I would just ride and ride and ride and ride and ride. And everybody would stop and bullshit and hang out. I didn't. I just ride and ride and ride and ride. I can't do it anymore. To have that in me still. We could harness that and sell it, Joe. Growth hormone. Oh, I ran some. <laughs> I ran some growth hormone when I separated my shoulder. I fucking ran growth for six months. My shoulder's fixed. Yeah, I was supposed to have surgery. I was like, I was like, take growth, dude. It heals shit. I'm like, ah, I doubt it, but fuck it. Yup, hit some growth. Fucking shoulder. Five days into it, eight days into it, my shoulder started getting kind of hot and warm feeling. Two weeks later, I was good. And you know. Pretty fucking swole too. <laughs> if I can lean you out real nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah, stuff. but then I quit because it also give you cancer or some shit. I think. But I need to fix my other shoulder now. I got a fucking pulled bicep tendon up in my shoulder right now. That sucks. God damn, dude. So I came out with this bike tober challenge. You know, train oh, every yeah. morning for an hour and then fucking balance point every night. Fuck yeah, that's a great challenge when you're not 43 and beat the shit out of yourself for this many years. 
I made it like I don't know too. I don't know how far we are into it now, and like fucking ripped a bicep tendon or something. I just went in the doctor, and it's gnarly. So now I'm just treadmilling, and I'm not supposed to ride for a month. But I did some swirly do's out here today. Some swirly do's. Mm-hmm. I think I can still drift a little bit if I keep my weight in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense. Holy fuck, Doc, where are you from? No, actually from pretty close to Louisiana, about 15 miles out of there. No all shit. In the Texas side. Yeah, it's like close to Beaumont. I've been all through Texas too. I I really really like Texas. Yeah, way down the Louisiana side of it anyway. Like Brownsville, that kind of area. No, that's that's on Mexico side really. It was all in Louisiana border, so it was it was 15 minutes to Louisiana border from my house. A little bit of Louisiana accent. Does it roll over in there? Because they speak a whole other language in Louisiana. Once upon a time, yeah. Um, Creole. My mom. It's another fucking language. Yeah. Drags it out. Yeah. Yeah, they go get go in to pay for your gas, and they'd say some shit to me. I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, <laughs> we had a dude. We had a I dude that like Sorry, from Alexandria. We called Dang Dang, because he tried to say Gang Bang, and it came out did Dang Dang. So he had a real bad stutter. We called the motherfucker Dang Dang, but he was being around him like that. Like I I understood what he was saying, but he was like Water Boy back then. Well, it was a big big town, small town. Oh, very small. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Buna, Texas, but it's way outside of Beaumont, like uh, in between Jasper and like Vider, like where everybody actually knows where the towns are. They're all Beaumont sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a bigger city. Is there like, some Western heritage there, like some cowboy shit? Uh, not necessarily. Well, most of my family was actually originally from Wisconsin or Mississippi, but mm. like it was they merged there somehow. No shit, I got a mm. cold beer. When did you get in the military? Uh, I came in in two thousand, October two thousand. It's been it's been 12 years in and uh, deployed for 9-11 actually no By shit the time he was probably born I lost my virginity six days before he was born there you go <laughs> you gotta already look that number up <laughs> you remember the it's day? part of the resume you remember yeah. the day I don't remember the day I do remember the day just for some weird reason I think I like painted it on my wall or some shit <laughs> I was like 14 man it was a big deal <laughs> yeah June 6th 1993. 9:30 a.m. So think about that, everybody's listening. And then 9:30. I got me. I got I. I I hit some skins for the first time, June 6, 1993. What were you doing? Were you alive? Were you there? Comment down below if you can. I don't know if this fucking shit ass comments or not. 93. I can't even remember 93. There's parts of my life that are just chunks of time that I don't remember. So wait, did you say you were in the military for 12 years? Yes. That's a, that's a stretch, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Appreciate 100%. Hell yes. Yeah, looking at uh, even the, the when 9-11 happened, I, I think there's people serving now that weren't even born yet at that point in time. So like 18, 19-year-old kids that are like weren't even born before, like when that happened. And I see those guys when we hang out with vets, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just I deployed in 2015. I'm like, oh, my God, it felt like it was yesterday. So I, I was at, when I was in Boston one of the times, and I've, he's heard me tell this story before. It was a, a it put it into perspective what we were doing at that point because there was a kid on stage now, mind you, I I got out in, I got out of Marine Corps in 2003, right? This was probably 2016. He he's up on stage, double amputee, got blown up and lost both of his legs. That was in fourth grade when 9/11 happened. I sat there and I I looked at this kid on stage, and I and like the everything just went silent, and I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on? Like that was that was where it all kind of a huge perspective change. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember 9-11, that day clearer than anything I remember in my life. 
It was crazy, dude. Neighbor came over beating on my door, woke me up. They fucking got us, man. We turned on the news and it was that was it, dude. That was some that was some heavy shit. And these these fucking kids today that are out talking all this shit and doing the fucking bullshit that's going on right now, they weren't old enough to know what that shit was like and what the world went through at that time or what America felt to get attacked like that. Well, I mean, you know, look we don't at fucking get it. Look at look at back in the day, the way that the way that the way that look at just look at the country from when we grew up, right? All three of us really like we're we're all in the same age, you know age bracket you look back to when i was talking to my dad a few days ago and we were talking something got into politics and i hate talking politics with my dad and i said you know i said i remember i, I was a kid and I, I we were sitting at the dinner table and i asked who you guys voted for and sue my stepmom about bit my head off and she's like that's private that's a private thing nobody talks about that yeah, that's how it was when we were kids and you now didn't say you voted for it. that was your own that was your own you, shit, it was your business you it know was what disrespectful I mean? to ask someone and now yeah exactly and that's you know that's what i'm getting at and now it's like people are like beating each other up over it. and it's like why man yeah why why can't it's we just all ride motorcycles and, and be cool with each other you know what i'm saying i think they want to divide us though yeah yeah everybody needs to come together and just have a good time you should all buy motorcycles and party a little bit Yep. And if you party with someone and you have a motorcycle and they have a motorcycle and you're at a motorcycle thing partying together, I don't care what your political views are, you'll be friends by the end of the night. It's all about making memories on two wheels, I man. am 100% not fucking liberal at all. Y'all know that. Anybody listen to this. But I have very liberal friends. I have very liberal friends that would chastise the fuck out of me on Instagram <laughs> and I would do the same to them if we weren't friends like we are because of motorcycles. And we don't give a fuck about what you think about this or what I think about that. That's like, we that's still like, are real fucking tight. That's one of the best parts of this community. And that's a, a huge part of it that works for what we do because, and I know me and you have talked about this before. It's like the motorcycle community allows people and it's because it's, we all talk shit about each other. It, all, it is what it is. We're just, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the just community. Another, just bust that's the another men's pack animal. Shit. Right. Like, it, but if you can't handle some shit talking or you can't talk some shit. Get on down the road. If exactly. you got thin skin, get the fuck down the oh, road. For sure. But you like, ain't gonna make it. This community allows people to be them. And like for like for me, when when I was introduced into this community and kind of was thrown into a weird situation with how like my club originated and the people that I ended up surrounding myself with, it was one of those things like you figure it out, but it lets you be you until you figure out exactly who you are. Yes. You know what I mean? And if you fit in this community, you fit in this community for life. And when you, like you were saying earlier, when you live this community, like, like we do, yeah. you have a different perspective because it's so, it's so much about free living and just being cool, man. Yeah. You could be, you can come from a hundred different genres and find someone that's like-minded on a Harley Davidson. You exactly. Know? You can be a fucking hip hop kid. You can be some goth kid. You can into ICP, whatever fucking weird shit you're into. Right. Doctors, lawyers. Doctors, like, lawyers, fucking scumbags, tweakers, fucking anything that you're into, you get on a Harley Davidson, you're going to find someone that's going to be tight as fuck with you. Yeah. It's a it's a community. You know, I remember like reading the stories. Once again, in, if you don't do crystal meth, you're not a real biker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah. I'll take that. Motorcycle enthusiast. So, you know, I remember, like, reading stories, though, and talking to people, especially being here when, when we came up with the, with the people that were in the valley and the history that was in the valley across the board and just the weird shit that was going on in the valley at the time. You you hear a lot of things. You hear a lot of stories about, like, the origination of 
this community and Arizona being as close to California as it was, you got a lot of those original people out here. And when you hear those stories about dudes, like there was no social media back in the day. No. There was no like cell phones and texting people back in the day. It's like, yo, let's meet up here. No, that you, wasn't a you thing. You put out your own VHSs. Your own DVDs. <laughs> exactly. The days of buying a camcorder would get, and then have a fucking like CVS or whatever was around print of a DVD so we could have like some. Look at our stunt writing. Exactly, dude. Like, like and way, it was so way back, grainy, you couldn't even tell what we were doing, so it didn't matter <laughs> if we could do stunts. Way, way back though, you know, they'd meet up in the middle of nowhere and just trip acid for a week. You mm. know what I mean? And then just have that, have that bond with each other. Hell yes. And that's what it's about, though. And that's where, that's where I think a lot of people miss in this community because you get your, your weekend riders that like that just kind of don't grasp it fully. They just ride to the bar for the weekend. They, it's just, right. I want to wrap my bar up with my friends. But they, you don't get into the full. Like, we're going on the run, dude. You Make ready? memories, man. Make memories yeah. on the road. Put a fucking a, a bedroll on your bike and some shit that you can, like, change some underwear a few times and then go hit the road a few days with your buddies and stay wherever you end up. Yep. Or do it by yourself. Like, seriously, man. Like, you I've, really, I've never done a road trip by myself on a Harley Davidson. So I'll tell you what, neither did I. Well, no, I can't say it. Last year I rode Sturgis to, to North Carolina, but that that's, was that's a that's a good one. That was a that was an how, interesting. How far one. is that? That was I want to say it was two, two and change. No, it was two and change to Ohio, yeah. and it was another like six hundred miles from Ohio. I used to do a thousand mile weekends with this group of business owners out here. They're some gnarly fucking dudes and. <laughs> It was a thousand miles in three days was kicking my fucking ass, dude. So just Sturgis this year, we did eight hundred and fifty miles the first day. Yeah, we killed it. So God I rode. Damn. See, that's what I'm saying. You're not a real biker unless you do crystal meth. I, <laughs> for the record, I do not do. I, the only thing I do is I smoke pot. A lot of pot. But it's a motorcycle enthusiast. Then we got back from. <laughs> we, we, we are now <laughs> motorcycle enthusiasts. Joe. A motorcycle enthusiast. Yep. We got back from the Tennessee music revival, which was if. You know, and I feel horrible because uh, Loretta's got flooded and destroyed. So I don't think yeah. they're doing a music revival this year. Oh, no. But that was one of, that was a, an well, I've experience. I've never been there. I want to go Bro, so Bro, we came from an epic rally in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach yeah. at Suck Bang Blow, all those guys, they hosted us so well. And we had, I was in. We were I, supposed to do the stunt show for them until <laughs> I gave him a price. And then he never <laughs> talked to me again. Dude. He's like, oh. We normally get wow. the stunt show done for free. I was like, you're talking to the wrong dude, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not driving all the way out there for fucking free. You got to be kidding me. They were, uh, they hosted us exceptionally well, though. I can't, I can't say anything about it. Well, I would love to do the fucking show out there, but it was it's fun. So goddamn far. It was. I mean, it was, but we knew we were hitting Tennessee on the way back. I only wanted like fifteen hundred bucks too. Oh man. Yeah, I was like, just pay to get us out there and all that shit, and he wasn't having it. It was. I think they were. They were very hesitant about shit in the on the spring rally, on um, a lot of the things that went on. It's really because... hard, honestly. It's like stunt shows all around are hard to get right now, mm-hmm. and they they have been for quite a while. I don't think. I don't. I just don't think they see any value in it much anymore. Like they used to, and they're kind of not those guys in particular. That's kind of everywhere. Like all the shows, we've been kind of. Well, I know they it's had. Been ha- it's in... been it's been fucking hard to get stunt shows lately. That's Milwaukee. Milwaukee, uh, unknown was in Milwaukee. Un- unknown, I don't. They don't count. I mean, those dudes are they're fucking monster and dodge and like they they get they're, they're like they they don't charge to do a stunt show. Yeah, that's what he said because he was supposed to, he normally had unknown and they couldn't do it because monster wouldn't let him do shit during coronavirus and he goes so he called us and he goes, well unknown usually does it for free because monster just pays them to put a show on somewhere so that's how they get all them shows because yeah. they're not, the venue's not having to pay. 
If you, insurance is fucking five grand. You're yeah. going to go through $1,500 worth of tires. You got riders, thousands of dollars in gas. and Yeah. No, I hear you, man. It's an expense. I don't. But I want to ride stunt shows, dog. <laughs> Do them for free. Yeah, but that's that's the fucking problem. People have been doing it for free for so long. And, like, we talked to Kevin Rupp Stunts, and he always goes off, quit doing fucking free stunt shows. You're fucking all of us over. And I'm like, and before, I was doing free stunt shows all the time because I want everybody to know my name. And yeah. Well, I got, I got Doug. Uh, but we were all doing free stunt shows because we all wanted everybody to know our names, and now nobody will pay for stunt shows anymore. Yeah, same. We got you met Doug, the uh, amputee stunt rider. Doug's the shit. <laughs> he, uh, me yeah, and well, Doug he, fucking threw it down Alter Sturgis. That's he was, a, uh, yeah. he was just FaceTiming me here in the beginning of the show. Oh, beautiful. But, uh, yeah, he, um, he said the same thing, man. And he's Doug he has, has one leg and he stunt rides a fucking rail glide. Yeah, look him up. He's uh, with Daytona Wheelie. Daytona, Daytona Wheelie. He's a legit dude, amputee, uh, from a motorcycle accident. He's an army vet. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I mean, you can't judge everybody by by their you know status in the, in the veteran world, but um, not everybody. <laughs> that was a can jab be, at you, Doug. Not everybody can be a Marine, Doug. But um, Doug's a fucking rad dude. We love Doug. He he has a product that he developed to wash the liners for amputees. The yeah. guys that wear yeah, he's uh, prosthetics. Fucking, he's killing it. Well, he, he's you know he's, he is. He's trying to bring this thing up and, and get it in the market. So um, check him out. Check his product out. If you're an amputee out here and listen to that or listen to this, um, definitely get with Doug. Great fucking individual. He'll be with us in Daytona this year. Solid individual. Old school like biker build off fucking bike builder guy too. Like he was a he was a big bike builder. Big. He was a well known dude in the industry back in the day, and ended up inventing this product for the the prosthetic legs and that. That just kind of took him in a different direction. Yeah. A prosthetic cleaner altogether, I think. Yeah. It was whatever whatever limb you be missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be getting it clean for you. So. We ate a bunch of mushrooms together and went to a Kid Rock concert. I think yes. Doug was with us. So yes. let me. Yeah, you guys were all there. We were. No, we, we, all, were we Kid all, Rock. all ate mushrooms together. <laughs> Not at Kid yes. Rock. That was a first night. So our first, first night, night in fucking. Start, that, was, that, was, that was a first Friday. That was the first Friday. That was uh, Kid Rock played on Sunday. Yeah. So, so we, Kid Rock's intro was so fucking long. By the time his intro and he actually came on stage, I was not frying on mushrooms anymore. And I'm like, this sucks. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Cocksucker took like an hour and 45 minutes of bullshit intro. When you gave me those mushrooms that night, that was one of the most epic rides I've ever had on my <laughs> yeah. spaceship. It was oh, yeah. Kid Rock because you, no, it you was left not, early. It wasn't Kid. What was that? What was the first band? I don't remember. What was it? I think it was a parade in, wasn't it? It was the parade when we did the parade in. It was the first and wasn't yeah, it was the first <laughs> official day of Sturges. It was that Friday because I was Friday. there from like Wednesday to yeah. Tuesday. Or we got there shit. Thursday, and so that was Friday because me and Jimmy came and saw you Friday morning. You guys were going to Rushmore. Jimmy Okie doked the fuck out of me at that show in Deadwood. So Okey I gave you guys those fucking edibles. I gave her one night. I wanted to go to bed early, and everybody wanted to party. So I had a bunch of thirty milligram indica edibles. And everybody, I go, hey, you guys want some edibles? Like, I don't know. I'm like, ah, oh, they're only tens, bro. They're all fucking weak. So I gave them to everybody, and then I didn't take one. Everybody got fucked. Sam got so fucked off that he, like, panic walked all the way back to the fucking trailer from the concert, which was some miles. Yeah. And then everybody passed out. I got to go to bed early. It was really nice. So the next day, which I okie doke Jimmy that night, the next day we had to do a bike show in Deadwood, and Jimmy goes, we're just, it was a fucking eight hours of hanging out, waiting for the judges to call the shit. And uh, Jimmy goes, hey, man, you want an edible? 
I go, no, dude, no, I'm good. He goes, they're only tens, bro. I'm like, fuck you. He goes, no, I swear to you. And he ate two of them right in front of me. So I'm like, well, fuck yeah. it. If he's eating two of them, yeah, they got to be there when that happened. They got to be tens. They weren't was, fucking tens. Yeah. They took me to the fucking moon. <laughs> I'm sitting in the grass. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that fucker got me. And then Jeff Holt is on stage in front of all these people, and he goes, <laughs> Oh my god, I remember. That. He goes, All right, up next we got Best Road King, and I went, Fuck. <laughs> Don't call my name, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't call my name. He goes, he's one of my favorite dudes, and blah, blah. He starts talking all this shit, and he goes, Ryan Cruz, you get the fuck up here. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I started walking in slow motion. I'm walking so slow. He goes, hey, Cruzy, you could uh, move a little faster if you want to. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I walked up there. I gave him a hug. I'm like, dude, I'm way too fucking high to be up here right now. <laughs> He, he goes, said that on the mic. Yeah. He goes, Jeff goes, what the fuck did you just say? And he stuck the mic in my mouth, and I'm like, I'm sorry, folks. Weed's legal here. I'm high as draft pussy. <laughs> and he's like, so what's about your bike? I go, I don't know. It's like a 03 Road King. I built it and shit. <laughs> he's like, really? I go, yeah. I, I tore it apart, and then I made that thing over there. It's pretty dope. It's Cruise Originals. We do dope shit. Seriously, man. <laughs> Oh. And then I, I got off stage a lot faster than I got up there. I was fucking. I'm like, so, I'm out of here. Full panic, like that. Full, like, <laughs> like that terror. Oh, yeah. of I have to go talk in front of people right now. Sit over me. I'm pouring sweat, and I'm high as fuck on this edible. That this <laughs> fucker just blasted me with. So he he completely fucked me off. So Jimmy's my best friend. He he's the guy who got me out. Ultimately got me out to Dallas. Uh, Twenty two kill paid for my flight and got me out for the interview that ultimately made me move and and so on. He's Great dude, great heart, and loves what we do. But this motherfucker got me that night on a mushrooms, man. We, me and me and Tara go down to meet him in front of the stage. We eat them, and I'm like, all right. I looked at her. I was like, we're gonna eat mushrooms. His camp's right there. Like worst case, we're just gonna crash out on a lawn chair for a couple hours, and then we'll ride home. We get back up to the Jimmy's got epilepsy, right? This motherfucker. So. We're on, the, epilepsy. we're on the deck where there's no strobe lights. Because <laughs> we were originally in a bar in a corner, and he walks up there like this. And he gets to me, and he doesn't have peripheral vision at all. So riding with him is a trip. Like So he walks up to me like this. He looks at me, and he goes, really? Fucking really? And I'm looking around. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I wasn't even thinking. I'm sorry. And I told I was like, look, man. He can't don't... watch anime, can he? No. No, yeah. So he comes up on the deck. As I'm talking to Jimmy, I was like, yeah, me and Tara kind of did a thing. We just ate some mushrooms with Cruzy. He's like, what the fuck? Where is he? And he turns around, Rhino's walking up the fucking steps. So he gives him the same amount, right? Like, I'm talking, like, palm yeah. full, right? And I'm sitting there, and he looks at me. He eats him. He looks at me, and he goes, I want to get back to the camp before things get weird. I'm like, bro, it's been like 20 minutes. <laughs> me and Tara planned for this. And at this point, it was just me, him. And this little blonde that came with us from uh, from Dallas with friends with um, my roommate's chick. And I look at her, and I'm like, oh, all right. I was like, I looked at Tara, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I'm thinking in my head, because you told me, you know, a couple of guys just stunt stunt high on well, mushrooms. We, we did the first day we were in Sturgis, we did a big street ride on mushrooms. So, yeah, wow, you were telling me that. a different-looking dude right there. So, in. in my head, in my head, I'm thinking, wow. like, I'm, I, I know guys that do stunts on mushrooms. I'll be okay. So, I get on my bike, and I make it to the edge of the buffalo chip, and I, I turn around look at the girl, and I'm like, hey, stay with me. I can't see you. You know what I mean? Like, make sure I can see you. Well, she took that as, like, I, like I didn't think she could ride. So, she bails out going to full throttle, and all I see is this little headlight. 
and now I pass these cars with these tracers. Six cars passed me like nine times, and now I'm on my spaceship in outer space. I can't feel the road, my hands, anything, dude. And I'm just floating. The stars and everything is so beautiful, and I'm just rolling. It's pitch fucking black. And <laughs> fucking Sturgis, man. I yeah. Can't you well, actually, I don't know. I, I brought a mushroom several times, but you either get hard in the zone or you yeah. go somewhere else. Oh, I was somewhere else. I've done some serious stunt riding on a little bit of mushrooms. I've won some flat tracks on mushrooms. It's a good time. You can focus in real hard. It's a real fun way to do it. But there's also the times where you're riding a wheelie and your friend pulls up beside you laughing. And you realize, shit, I'm riding a wheelie. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? i got to get out of here. We ate them in... Uh... Oh, my God. Trent just showed up with food. Philly cheesesteaks and fries from across nice. the street. Eagle Fire, 100% Eagle Fire, and I think a Dixie Cup full of fucking Reposado, if I'd had to guess. What is Reposado? Reposado is really good tequila. It's aged in whiskey barrels. It's also really easy on the stomach. Probably can't do shots or anything. No, no, no. This, is a, this isn't shots. This is just glasses full that you drink real fast. Go. Okay. All right. Cheers. Nostravia. Oh, you have real oh cups. God. Man, I fucked I brought, well, I brought well, everybody sorry. else real cups. I know. Cups. Sorry. That's my bad. I you fucked know, up. Cruzy's on. Liberal. I poured him in the Dixie. I poured him in the Dixie. Oh, I just. That's, oh, I just that's not the right cup. No, I rubbed my lime on it. Oh, how come I? I rubbed my lime on it. You screw it on there. I got a full <laughs> cup of fucking booze right here and mixed it up. I swear to God, we'll get back to this podcast pretty soon, guys. Give me one of them limes. I'm a pussy. I'm a huge pussy. I'm just gonna take a sip of this. Lick a lava lime, puss. Yeah, you ain't you ain't gotta drink the whole thing. It's better with ice, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just, it's supposed just, to be chilled, so let's just do it all at once. No throw you. It oh. was supposed to be chilled, and she like spilt it all over herself when she poured it into the glass. Fornicators. Fuck. <laughs> that was good. God damn it. Oh, yeah, you don't need no lime do with that. That's no. You don't do shots either. Was, no, I do not. I don't drink, Rhino. Oh, oh I don't either. I smoke a lot of pot, like an excessive amount. They they have a level of high after me. So here's the thing. Texas. This is why I don't even want to. Uh, why I only want to do this podcast once a month is because because <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking don't party anymore, dude. Not in like the last two years. I don't do. I smoked a lot of weed, but I quit smoking weed too, so I'm not even doing that. The except for the podcast, I feel like you can't have an on the on a good one with Cruzy podcast. Me just sitting here sober, one? fucking sound like a turd. <clears throat> the amount of the, the, at the rallies, a different story. I, I stay stoned almost pretty much the whole rally. I can function and talk about what we do pretty fluidly. So <clears throat> being stoned is more about the pain at this point. Hips, back, knees, all that stuff, standing on your feet 12, 15 hours a day and just being able to be fluid with it. But like It makes shit more fun, too. Well, it does very much. <laughs> yeah, and But like drinking, there's, there is not a snowball chance on how I can party like I used to. No, I do. I, I like. I'm gonna feel terrible tomorrow. That shot of tequila right now is already going through my my body's already starting to sweat. And I'm going, man, that fucked up. You're gonna feel like shit tomorrow. And but in my self destructive nature, I'm gonna have seven or eight more of those tonight to make sure this podcast is quality. But I'm gonna fucking die for like a week and a half. I just got you got to run your ass off. That's that's the key. Like get up and hit some hard cardio or something. Get it out of you as fast as you can. Look, man, I rode to and from Sturgis this year, we did, and doing it and working it, I'll never do that again. No. As much as I push riding, like, I don't get me wrong, that, that cross country I did by myself, which we got totally sidetracked earlier and never talked about it. But, you went across country by yourself? So, 
Well, I did a Sturgis, Sturgis of South Carolina last year. I did Sturgis to Ohio alone. It was like 12-something, I think. But That's got to be a spiritual <clears throat> moment for sure. Well, the one this year was interesting, man, because I visited some good people. I spent some time with some good people. He couldn't come. I think he – I don't remember where you were. And it was right after we got back from Tennessee, and it was like two weeks later, Our uh, my South Carolina chapter guys uh, that does stuff – does stuff for us the american infidels they were hosting a ride for throttle so we were going to go out there and vend but we sold out of everything in myrtle beach couldn't re-up in time so i just and tara couldn't go she was taking time off for sturges and her birthday so or just took time off for her birthday so i bailed out by myself i was like fuck it if i don't have any merch and nobody's coming with me i'm riding so i rode to and we had a wedding the week later in uh ohio so i rode to south carolina for the event i did like i think 800 plus the first day by myself uh, got to a gas station and um, it started shitting rain everywhere. And I was sitting around and I was like, you know what? You've ridden through a hurricane on a motorcycle. You fucking ridden through all kinds of rainstorms and shit like that. You got nothing to prove to anybody. Hotel's right there. Get the hotel. Play it safe. So I crashed out for the night. Finished that ride the next day. We did. Uh, I did Texas, Dallas, to North Carolina to um, another buddy in North Carolina. I served what I stayed with for two days. Frederick, Maryland, Paw Paw, West Virginia, which we'll talk about Paw Paw here in a second. Because that sounds got, like a place I want to go. Yeah. Paw Paw, West Virginia. You 100% do. It's a destination ride, and we'll talk about Promised Land here in a second. But And you'll love this, dude. I fucking, you yeah. will love what That's we have coming up. But went to Paw Paw, visited my boy Solomon, went to Cleveland for the wedding, and then Cleveland back. And here, coincidentally, so I'm ripping back from Cleveland, and I got it all the way to... Man, I don't even remember. I got through uh, Memphis because it's where I linked up with these two girls. And I'm on the phone in my helmet with one of my brothers from Boston. And we're bullshitting. And I'm like, man, I'm like, stay on the phone with me. You might have to call. Like, depends on what's going to happen right now. There's two bikes coming up on me, like, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. And I have a patch on everything like that. I'm rolling. And <clears throat> completely by myself at this point. And I got him on the phone. I'm rolling. These two bikes come ripping up. And these two girls. Right, I'm like, holy shit! I mean, they t- they got right in front of me. I was like, and they were blowing, man. And I just had cruise on, and I was just rolling by myself. And I was like, fuck this, man! I'm gonna ride with these two girls for a minute. And we get into Memphis, and we get off our bikes, and introduce each other. It ends up being Oliver Peck's girlfriend. Oh no, uh, shit! Out of out of Dallas, and he goes out to the, the little rally he hosted a couple months ago, and yeah, he's wearing yeah, a shirt, and he's like, and the girl walks up and's like. I met the guy who runs this. Where's Staz at? <laughs> he calls me up. He says, I, "Apparently, you met Oliver Peck's." girlfriend and her yeah. friend on the road but yeah I met, man i met oliver he's a good dude yeah yeah, yeah. i think i'm gonna have him do my throat here. yeah oh it's it's a fantastic i think i'm gonna have him do my throat yeah he's real good that's for goddamn sure you gotta get him on a sponsorship or something cause he's real expensive too mm. oh yeah. man bill you want a shot bill what shot no i'm good but um that cross country it was it was uh i look at it like this man Especially up in the Sturges area, I look at riding and who you're with and what's going on around you as a very spiritual thing. And that's why I tell people I'm either I'm either onto something, Trent. I'm either onto something or I'm just a motorcycle hippie, like a surf hippie, because it's either going to work or it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like a new age hippie. It is, man. Yeah. But you look at it in like two years ago in Sturges was my first time up there, and I went with a kid. I went with a kid who was a uh, Purple Heart recipient Marine, and he was one of the counselors for 22 Kill. And he 
had a deal with his buddy that he served with, and he was like, when, when they got back, they were going to buy motorcycles and they were going to ride, and they, bought, they did. They bought street bikes and they were riding together. And the individual, his buddy, he committed suicide by bike, rode head on into an 18-wheeler, and he swore off bikes. And he comes to this rally with me, and the first night we're getting ready to go out with me, him, and Tara, she just flew up. And I walked past his room, and he's wearing a purple polo. Yeah, and I yeah. looked at him, and I was like, Blake, brother, I love you. You gotta put on a T-shirt or something, man. Like, yeah, it's just not. I could deal with the shorts, but like, <laughs> were they short? Like, really they were like, like shorts, like mate. business short, right? Oh, knee, yeah. Above the knee, oh, yeah. they weren't like Dickies, fucking like like what we would wear, right? I, I wear them above the knee these days. Well, I'd be, I'd there's a pair above the knee. There's a pair. Dixon makes a pair, a great pair of fucking like super comfortable shorts that I got turned on to recently. Now those those come above the knee a little bit, but most of the time it's my Dickie shorts. So I bring this kid to the rally, and he's my number two for the entire thing. And over the course of the rally, there was a, there was a point where you had business associate veterans, two Marines, that went from just being friends at work to, like, actually becoming friends. And then where that all changed. And it was, uh, it was our second to last day, man. I, I had that raffle bike that year, and we, I pulled off to the side of the road, Leaving uh, Rapid City, <sighs> I smoked a joint. I took a picture of the clouds rolling in because it was epic. And I set my cruise at 70, which we never do, right? We're always fucking ripping 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. 100, yeah. Set my cruise at 70, man, and I just, that whole ride back, and it was nice night. You see so much shit when Dude, you slow down, don't you? It was the I most. Just re- I just realized that recently because we, you know how, how oh, yeah. 100 miles an hour. If you're not cruising at 100, you ain't riding with us. Right. Shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But. We've been road tripping so much, and I don't die, dude. And I've rode to these places that we rode a hundred fucking times before at hundred miles an hour, and I finally just slowed down here in the last year or so and started looking around and going, "Oh my god, I had no idea this was right? so beautiful through here," because I was too busy focusing on the road and trying to drop into the next turn, right? So and missing everything and shit talking to all these dudes that are riding slow and being mad at them, but now I'm coming, I'm getting fucking old. Well, people started Holy passing. People were passing. They see what's happening now. I'm going, man. I want to slow down and start looking at things. No, like people were passing me up, and I was I was definitely going to speed limit, but people were ripping by me, and I'm sitting there and I'm on this ride, and that's where I kind of kind of figured some things out on that ride in my head. And then the very next day, as I left before uh, before he did the next day, and um, we passed the cemetery every day. And <coughs> something told me it was the last day in Sturgis, first time ever in Sturgis in my life. And just that trip alone completely changed my life. Got my hand tattooed in a kitchen. Like, it was just shit going on. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And I get, I get off on the exit for the cemetery. I took a couple pictures. I get to the top of the hill, and I sent him a text because we were going back to break down. Uh, and I said, text her, hey, man, I went to the cemetery in case you get to the booth before I do. I put my phone in my pocket, and as I come down the hill, he's just getting the text as he's pulling into the cemetery. So we had the same thought at the same time to come to the cemetery. Didn't say anything to each other. We, Me and him sat in that cemetery for hours and talked. Like two, two, two and a half hours we spent standing in front of, the, front of the cemetery. We cried. We learned a lot about each other. But it was right there where I, I realized that this community had more to offer than just, like, the thought of riding a motorcycle, being on a motorcycle. There's every single part of this this community, every single part of a bike, building it, working on it, maintaining it, cleaning it, <coughs> riding it. It's all a part of every single bit of it. And if you live the life, like, 
it's a spiritual thing to me. Hell yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's it's hard to explain to people that don't understand it because we came from a different place of it, though. And like I, I'm I'm still heavily involved with with my club. It's not a uh, not any kind of anything other than veteran cause, but <clears throat> you know we we do a lot across the country, and but we come from a different way, a different schooling of the community more of a um like what the community meant and the things that used to happen the stories that guys of like we said before dude just meet in the middle of nowhere and tripping acid for a fucking week the things that the community used to be about and that's what we're trying to capture that part of it this part of it like people being friends for as long as we've been friends and a bunch of on. jack pine gypsies <laughs> there you go that's how sturgis started a bunch yeah, of dudes were camping out in this old lady's backyard a bunch of bikers that rode together and it was the jack pine, bunch of jack pine trees. And this old lady walked out and she goes, you guys look like a bunch of fucking jack pine gypsies. So they started a club, the jack pine gypsies, and they started flat track racing. And that's all that shit was going on. And then Sturgis was born out of that old lady's backyard. So speaking of things like that, let me tell you about Paw Paw, West Virginia. You want to talk about this? Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to know that name. Did you hit that again, Bill? So I just been passing it past me every time sneakily because I'm a little <laughs> fucking terrified. I'll keep smoking that thing. I'm good. I got. I'm on one now. Now you got me going. I am you pulled high, my fucking cord. But, <laughs> oh, I'm high. I went to hit it the first time and I grabbed his yeah, headphones and right as he pulled it in, I pulled his headphones. <laughs> this my is boy. The part. Hey, um, I don't know. Everybody gets it. <laughs> We're either gonna make sense or we ain't. You met Solomon when I came out with 22 kill for. Uh, Bike week, tall dude. There's a shot. Tall, oh, I can't, I can't do it one consecutive like that. No, they're tiny. We got. I'll, they're just, I'll they're just little one hitters. They're just ah, tiny little shots. They're killing me. This, this is just some weak. It's, it's actually non-alcoholic tequila. That's the rubio. You got one too. Sitting there. Yeah, I need your I fucking eyes. Eisenhower tea. Smooth as glass. So, the minty aftertaste. You're why, do I, why do I have a bad feeling about the outcome of this night? Oh, yeah, no. First one to throw up fine. wins. I'll be fine. I don't know what happened to you, though. On my birthday, I threw up inside of Papado's. <laughs> Fact. Papado's yeah. <laughs> very fancy seafood place out here. It's my favorite place to go. Very fancy. We went there for my birthday dinner. I got fucking hammered. Man. Oh, I well, saw the pictures of you getting carried out. Oh, yeah. So, we went for a ride that day. We rode like 250 miles that day. All up through northern Arizona, and then we got back, and I was trying. I was trying to go home. We weren't drinking and partying. We were just riding like motherfuckers. And I don't want this thing here, Joe. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> <light another one. laughs> right, I'll finish this. No more. So, no more uh, tequila for me. I'm finishing. So this we story. got we got back at like four o'clock. To we were in New River, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, you guys want to hit Bambinos for a beer, and then I'm, I'm gonna head for home." And Trent's like, "Well, I gotta tell you, <laughs> there's gonna be a surprise birthday party for you at fucking Papado's." And, we don't know what to do. It's a 7.30. I was like, well, fuck, I ain't got to go sit around. So we went to Bambino's, which is right by my house, and got some food. And then Rob started pumping me full of shots. <coughs> you pumped yourself. No, I yeah, mean, yeah. no, maybe. Yeah. Oh, come on. Definitely. Maybe. Ah, come on. 100%. No. Yes. He was the one was like, we're getting over two shots. There's a video of you forcing me to take a shot. I didn't force you nothing. Is video proof? Well... <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it was my birthday, dude. So <laughs> I know. I know. I, uh, we took a bunch of shots, and then we fucked off until about 7.20, which my old lady was waiting at home for me all this time to wish me a happy birthday and give me a birthday present. 
but I thought I'd had till 7.30. So, I mean, I was, having, I was getting fucked up and having a good time with my friends. So then I got home. She was pissed. And then we went to the went to the bar or the, the restaurant, and I got more drunk. And then Rob gave me an edible for my birthday. That's what it was. It was, dude. That edible set in, dude, right after you finished your food, and it just... Ooh. It fucked me over. I, t- I took like a quarter of it, and then... What the fuck are I'm these? I'm good. I got Copenhagen in my P- mouth. Puking my guts out. What the fuck is that? Is that a nerd cluster? Yes, those look delicious. Gummy cluster. What? Yeah, let me get a piece of that. I remember your wedding. Dutch I didn't know they my made My wedding? Holy I was at your, shit. I was at your reception. <coughs> or at the Mexican place. Yeah, our reception was at Valley Luna. Our wedding was in a courthouse. Delicious. The, 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 the Valley Luna's mini tacos, absolutely awesome. I love those with sour cream and cheese. Jelly or something else. Oh, my God, dude. It's like eating outer space. <laughs> you say eating outer space? So it's like I'm crunching all the stars in my mouth. Right those are 30 milligrams apiece, man. Hey, you need to <laughs> pop that whole handful in your you mouth. Need to send right him, you need to send him that video. He sent me this video yesterday, and it's this he, cop rolls down the window on this, on this group of people in a car, and they go, he looks at me and goes, how high are you? She goes, Hi, how are you? <laughs> and he goes through this whole skit like that, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hey, he's like, hi, how are you? He's like, it's a really nice guy. <laughs> was it real? It was our super eyes. No, 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 it was a skit. Oh, my he's God. Like, he's like, she's like, um, how, you know where you're, what's going on? I, like, I don't know how fast I was going. He's like, we've actually been parked here for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see it. Hi, Trent. Hi. Just went and got his haircut. I'm very stoned, also. Yeah, me too. With a fresh haircut. Yeah. You'll be all right. I think we need yeah. like two You'll more people that big-ass West Virginia. Virginia. Let's hear about Papa. I have oh been excited yeah. to hear about Papa. How do we keep getting distracted this is, from Papa? This is so high. Well, we're high. Oh, yeah, dude, happens, bro. <laughs> we're, we're definitely on one right now, bro. Hey, have you ever been to the water park on three? <laughs> you see how this happened? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> So oh, Jesus mercy. You met you met Solomon two years ago when we were out here. Tall dude, uh, like extremely good looking, and I'm not not in a homosexual but homosexual way. He really is really is really good looking dude. Um has this he owns the top of a mountain in Paw Paw, West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm, I'm not gonna you He's look got up, an eagle for a dick as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, might, <laughs> you never know, bro. I'll show you the property. It's pretty, dude, this is fucking epic. So the it's a destination ride. 20 miles of switchbacks to get to his house and then you hit like he's he'll have it at least compacted but there's like dirt gravel road to get to the camp or the property he has a four acre pond uh a full mx rated motocross track a four acre pond is fucking huge yeah it's big swim um, it? can you swim in it yeah yeah it'll be full fully swim capable uh rv hookups full mx motocross track flat track uh burnout pit and then a concert stage we have beer locked on for the entire weekend and a food truck locked on for the entire weekend. Um, we have absolutely no idea how, like how many people would show up. But here's the deal. If you guys listen to this podcast and you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you see us out at rallies, ask us about the promised land. The only way you will know about this, think about the stories we've just been telling. Back in the day when word would spread, like there was no social media, there was no cell phones. It was pay phones and fucking like the carrier pigeon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think about like clubs back in the day that saw somebody in California from Ohio that rode out there on a hardtail. Like mm-hmm. that was a motherfucker right there, right? Yeah. And that was how things were spread. Like because obviously people were talking on the phone, you know what I mean? The business, whatever. So <clears throat> all word of mouth. We were not going to release dates and locations on the same on the same platforms. You'll see. 
QR code stickers all over rallies all over the country from Daytona, Myrtle Beach, uh, Laconia. It'll, this is going to be right after the weekend after Laconia. Okay. If you get a business card, if you come up to us and ask us about this, you will get a business card with the latitude and longitude of the property. Show up or don't show up. It could be fucking epic. <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's going to be one of those things that we're just going to go from rally to rally and we're going to hand out business cards to fucking rad people in the community and see if they show up. But as people leave Laconia, it'll be the very next weekend. It's, it's going to be right after Laconia? Right after Laconia. When you Laconia. start handing out the tickets? Daytona. <clears throat> I got Are some you going to come you to this. the West Coast at all? I'm there. I'm down. I got some. I, I'll give you though. some before I leave. Let's give me, give even me if I come up here tomorrow. Here. Yeah, yeah, even if I come up here That's tomorrow morning, I have a stack for, yeah. for well, you. We'll hand them out the party at Suite 3, November 13th. November 13th is November party 13th. So here's here's how this will be. The business card has latitude and longitude on it. So pay attention to this. Like, this, is, this is pretty fucking rad how we're doing this. And it's it's one of those things like disconnect from the bullshit. Get real. Let's get real with this. Like, like, like we said, man. There's certain people that live this community and this lifestyle, and there's certain people that don't. And I value. I wish the people that didn't did, because there's some pretty rad people in in just life that would get so much of a benefit of just being a part of a community that is so giving and just accepting and welcoming. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> when we did uh, the run to the border, there was a lot of guys that rode from all over the place. A dude rode out from Texas by himself. <clears throat> Guys rode up from L.A. by themselves. Some dudes rode up from almost by the Oregon border by themselves. And they all came out by themselves, met up with like 30 other people, and we all rode to the border and back and had this weekend, and now they're all they're all friends. They're all still they're all still riding out by themselves and meeting up. We're, we're running into them at all these rallies. We call them the Border Boys now, and they're all there still fucking running together, dude. It's fucking well, awesome. The eight, so Doc was one of the first guys we took to Daytona, yep. okay? And we had eight guys that we went out there with, including, you know, Hama, short little – chubby dude from boston that we yeah. that went with us everywhere and uh we had him and then one other kid that met up with us and helped out a lot <clears throat> on the back scenes of some stuff keith but we had eight vets total and they were from nebraska texas maryland connecticut and then one of the guys actually fully paralyzed from the waist down uh vet that was r- ripping a trike fully customized trike he got from uh wheels for warriors they give away motorcycles oh, nice. for vets. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> they find guys in the in the community that want to learn to ride and everything like that and they they get donations of bikes and they either fix them up or they don't need to be and then they donate them to an individual so this guy got a fully operational customized trike bad as fuck damn that's not bad wheels for warriors yeah. is that what it is yeah wheels for warriors they're out of uh out of nebraska good friends of ours like and um he rips up one day. So we have people from everywhere. But, like, all through COVID, they used each other as their, like, their backbone. You know what I mean? Like, if they, they were just feeling shitty, they'd talk to the guys on the, on, on the chat. They, if they were, you know, wanted to share a meme or something like that or they had a problem, they'd blast it out. Like, man, this fucking COVID shit sucks. I can't take much being more. And that's where kind of, like, this the rest of this concept started to be evolved and chipped away at to what we have right now because we did a Zoom meeting with everybody, <clears throat> all eight of those guys, and we're sitting there on this call and dudes are still stuck in the snow on top of being quarantined and all the other bullshit that was going on. And it's like, man, like, I can't even offer you resources because we're not licensed outside of Texas to be able to do so. So how do I help you? How do I figure this out? And that's where we came up with the fact of if we're going to bring guys from all over the country, me and Jimmy get already get called. We're the guys. Like, if, if there's a problem either within our club or organizations that we know or people, other people need resources to connect people to, me and him are getting calls. And it's mostly him. The guy is unbelievable with connecting the dots to shit and finding the resources in places, the credible ones. So 
if we have all these resources all over the place that people don't know about, why don't we place these guys in these positions? So in by 2020, 2022, or 2021, 2022, yeah, by 2022, when we take guys out to rallies for the first time, we'll have full well, free counseling in all 50 states through the Cohen Clinic. It's offered all veterans and their family members. So it's things like that that spread through the community that, like, and that's the other thing, like, everybody listening to this, like, I don't know how many people have issues and shit like that, but be okay with being, not be like, not being okay. You know what I mean? Like, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Me and you have talked on the phone, like, I just got stuck in a rut and just bullshit and just like, hey, man, I got a quick question. Blah, 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 blah. And then it turns into a 45-minute conversation about, like, uh, shit going on in life. You know what every, I mean? Every time, amen. <clears throat> but, like, <clears throat> that's where things, that's where this community, and I think things are, are so rad because, like we said before, like, people can be people here. Like, you can be who you want to be and do the things that you want to do and build your own culture within this community yeah. <clears throat> because it is the way it is, and it's accepting the way it is. And it helps our guys that we bring out because – it brings down those walls with people. When people realize that trauma is trauma, my trauma is no worse than your trauma. It's no worse than his trauma of being overseas in an, in an environment. <clears throat> I might not completely understand the things that you have gone through in your life, but at least I can be a brother and sit here and listen to you when you need somebody to talk to. And that's the big focus of things that we that we push at, like at our camp and stuff like that. And that's why our camp and stuff, the yeah. things that we do at the camp are so important. Because like, like you guys have when you rode down to the border. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to be in the military to understand. That's why this community and the, and the people that we connect with, like you, being on Fast Life and talking to them, that's why the connection's always there because people are like, man, you know, I just don't know how sometimes, like, all these, you know, the veteran causes and this and that. And it's like, no, but you do. But you do because you have this. Look how we came up, bro. Like, we, like if, if it wasn't for you and the stunting and stuff like that, those people in Boston still talk about it. Like, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. It's like picking each other up. That's what this community used to be. You read the stories about guys, and it's like, man, we're going to go on a, a cross-country road trip, but I don't have a starter for my bike. But I got a starter. I'll throw it in your bike. Let's fucking make this rip. We'll square up when we're done because we're brothers, and I love you. That's what this community came from. That's what we want to bring back. Hell, yeah. It, it's there 100%, dude, like. It's motorcycles. When you get that fucking bond with somebody and you've been on the road with somebody, it's different. You put some real miles down with somebody and slept in some shit that you shouldn't and stuff like that, it's it's there. There for life. We've been around. Yeah. It's been... That uh, was good shit, Joe. That was good shit. You made me emotional over here. Well, I mean, dude... <laughs> I'm you, glad I got dude. these sunglasses on. <laughs> you straight pulled my cord, man. Oh, that was fucking... That was beautiful. Well, I mean, like you, you pulled my cord. You got me fucking really high right now, and uh, <laughs> like I haven't stood up yet, so I don't know if I'm drunk. Oh, um, uh, what happened to the tequila? Is it gone? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, tequila's gone. <laughs> tequila's gone. Oh my god. Fuck, we're gonna have to keep this thing going for a little while. I gotta sober up so I can get home. No, nah, we're good, man. I can keep very going. high. That's all Trent said. Uh, for the last yeah, I think that's like the minutes. third time I've stated. But Let's I, check the batteries on the recorder. It just over there. keeps getting worse. <laughs> it doesn't cool down. Uh, two, two. Yeah, I don't think there's the yeah, two there's bars. No two bars. Here, so when he walked in and he walked through the cloud, he probably couldn't see very good when he came back with the food. <laughs> oh, amen. It's still hey, here. where's that lighter? Is it still here, dude? I walked nope, in and nope. it was a fat cloud. We open the back door, Bill. Yeah, this one. <laughs> you sure? The big one. You might have to find some keys or something. Holy shit. Outer space fucking pellets are so good. 
<laughs> they look like something that should be in like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Hundred percent. Oh my god, they're like gummy nerd balls. Dude, they're delicious. I got you guys good. I have uh, I have cards for you though before I leave for yeah. Promised Land. It's um, we wanna we wanna promote something different. It's uh, and when I talked to when I talked on Fast Life about it, it was very much kind of you know like they're like their little camp. Out. Oh my god. Huh? Right? Outer space, bro. (laughs) It's fucking outer space. If every star in the sky was the most beautiful tasting you ever had, that exploded with flavor. Yeah. And it was the whole universe around a gummy, fucking chewy thing. You gotta describe it as like. But grow it organically. These are? No, no. (laughs) I doubt it. I'm doubt by the looks of it. There's not much organic about these motherfuckers. Not at all. (laughs) The, The rally. Grow it organically. The rally make is it, grown organically. Yeah, make it something that um, if people aren't there the first year, the first year, like like our first fucking party, it's talked about. Mm. It's talked about. So people would plan their lives around our party every year and shit. Oh it my was, god, they would. Gnarly. We be getting Gnarly, gnarliest biker party still. Plans down. So much fun. No rules. Oh man, except for power wheelies. If you're power wheelie and you're out. I'm surprised we never had an ambulance come. We had a fight last year, Rumble. I heard. Mm-hmm. I wish I was here. North lot versus South lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But it didn't last long. Everybody's usually pretty happy and friendly. Yeah. But there's been some tension. Recently. That was one of those hey, things. Hey, pass me the fucking space juice again. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the lighter? Dude, I got an extra bag. Uh, I, the, I, I thought I'd get, did I give it back to you? No, no, I just, I'm I'm a lighter stealing motherfucker, dude. <laughs> the, you gotta watch me. The wounded Did you buy run. two bags, Bill? I already knew it was gonna be You are a fucking genius, dude. dude you need to, like, promote him. Wow, like, dude. Maybe, maybe not prospect no, him for a week. Wow, man. The wounded vet run here became that neutral ground for a lot of shit. Yeah. And a lot of business got squashed after that run. At that run. Oh, man. That's good. That was a... That was a good thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck, these are good. So, hey, let's talk about exercise. Yeah. Exercise? <laughs> I keep dropping these fucking bouncy things. <laughs> the fuck? As you said that one. So, hey, yeah, Joe. What's up? Yeah, come from. You used to do some bodybuilding. You used to do some competition. God. I did some compete myself. I won I Mr. Oregon when I was 20. <laughs> true, true story. True story. <laughs> I was a personal trainer for World Gym for some years. Competitive Man, bodybuilder. When I was training, I, I trained at like a lot of LA Fitness and Golds down here. I yeah. love Worlds is where I started, but like, I look at the personal trainer sometimes. It's like, motherfucker, you never worked out in your life. You fat <laughs> motherfucker. Wow. You know what I mean? Even I'm okay. I'm 42. The gym up on 39th. We used to train at the trainers oh. there. Looked like all they did was eat McDonald's and fucking sit. <laughs> that was it. What do you? What do you? What's, what's, what's like the basis of your workout? You do a lot of sits. Fitness One had it, had it down. Like they, out here, they had. I still, and, uh, I still train at Fitness One. Oh God, I love that. The OG one, 39th and. Oh, that's Union. such a good one, dude. Or 35th, whatever. <laughs> that was like I remember. I remember fucking like three, Yo, or four o'clock in the morning. Big Randy, the session. one that just do, won the Olympia, fucking trains there. Yeah, dude. He won the me. Olympia this year, and Dennis James trains there. He's fucking yep. huge. And Troy Alves, which was like one of Troy my idols trained me. back in the day, like early 2000s when I was competing or late 90s. Troy Alves was like Mr. Olympia, fucking big time competitor. He was on the wall of all the gym. He was the dude. 
And now I'm fucking hanging out and bullshit with him every day. He trained me, so he Phoenix did. Phoenix uh, has got some hitters out here. He did my posing for my first show I ever did. Yeah, he's a he's a posing coach. I had um, he trains a bunch of pros in there now every morning. I had Kathy Cole, one of the female trainers there, yes. older lady. Yes, still there. She helped me with a lot, and then I was dating a girl who was a. She trains like all the big fitness competitors yep. and shit. That that gym Kathy's is like awesome. The, she was a pro. That's where the studs come from. Oh, yeah. I had a world record power lifter in there too. Yeah, Kathy used to be a pro. Tell her you tell her the next time you see Kathy, tell her you know me. Yeah, she knows it. She used to come up and train at uh, 39th too. And so she was a trainer at Worlds. Like a lot of us, a lot of us started at Worlds. Really? I trained with a dude who looked like Thing. She's got to be in her 70s now. Probably 60s, 70s, a bit. Who was that? Actually, you're in the comic book things. The X Men character was blue with the beard and the little tiny glasses. Beast. You know what I'm talking about? Beast. Yeah, Beast. I trained with a dude who looked like a real version of that. Was he blue? Dude, he turned purple when he trained. Oh, man. Because of the blood flow. He was yeah, massive. This dude, Kevin. Yeah. Big Kevin. Fucking huge fucking dude. Little tiny glasses. Chin strap like this with a soul patch. Oh, bad. Just a fu- bald. Real good. <laughs> monster gym, dude. Gym fashion sense is the absolute worst. No, straight black like, like Danny. <laughs> yeah. You asked me about Danny earlier when I went to pee. How's he's he living doing? in Texas, dude. He's doing good. He's living in Texas. He's doing good. Finally, like... Danny was like, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 275 pounds? Dude was as wide as he was tall. He looked like he was 52. Thick. Just big, 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 big motherfucker. And he goes, nah, bro, I'm like 26. <laughs> right? Like, holy shit, brother, you need to get out the gear. Rip, rip motorcycles like a fucking maniac, though. He bought this Dyna. He was a gnarly fucking dude. I don't, I don't remember who he bought the Dyna from. It's, it's the Fancy Flames I just built. That, it came from Danny. Yeah, but I don't remember who he bought it from, but they didn't attach the brake caliber back, brake caliber bat uh, all the way. Oh, yeah. He slid that fucking thing down my street. That's how I ended up becoming my customer. Yeah. He's like, fuck these dudes. <laughs> I bet. But Danny was a fucking <laughs> lunatic back in the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was a shredder. I wonder what happened to him. I hope he's doing good. Didn't he get married? Yeah, he uh, is still with the chick, um, Danielle. They live in uh, around the Abilene area. Beautiful. Yeah, doing well. Interesting wow. character he was. Loved Danny, though. Look, we, that he, guy was fucking huge, man. He drove all the way to my house in Dallas mm-hmm. to get a, I welded a, a, a swing arm for him, a little hole in a swing arm on a dirt bike. Like, I don't even know. Like, how far is Abilene from us? Probably like five hours, four hours? Something I'm like at, that. I'm at Austin, actually. Just to get the little, little spot <laughs> welded. Yeah. Bullshit for a little bit. Go to dinner and then bailed out. Is he still big as fuck? He's, he's leaned out. He's doing a lot of jiu-jitsu. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. He was always a bit of a fucking scrapper and shit, yeah. Interesting dude, man. There's a history there. Oh, yeah. He's the one who took me up to Cave Creek the first time to, to square shit up up that way. Oh, yeah. He was <clears> friends. <throat> the, uh, I used to train with Joe and Big Danny in the mornings and... You guys taught me a lot about a different, a different, because I came from a powerlifting team mm-hmm. when I started training with you guys. Oh my god! Ruined the whole podcast. Just fuck it. Shut it down. <laughs> shut, it. shut it off. Where's the moon candy? Fuck this. Yeah, shit. Give me the goddamn moon candy. <laughs> so yo, yeah, but you guys uh, changed my perspective because I came from a three day a week powerlifting team and it was squat and deadlift and 
And then Danny was all about real high reps, whole lots of blood. Dude, he's like, I, motherfucker, you want to get swole? <laughs> you need to get some blood in them motherfuckers right there. What, and it I, would just rep, 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 rep. And it, dude, straight up, it, that's pretty much how I still train. I trained when I out here, like back in the day, it was like a mecca out here for bodybuilders. Like, I fl- like overflow from California, Nevada came to Arizona. And some of the guys I trained with, I trained with this dude. He trained me for the second show I did. He ran around with a group of guys that they're at a competition of how big their coffin would be when they died. Yeah. Like, that was a thing. He had me on so much gas. I was doing 1,500 milligrams of test a week. That's like, like, it, it was, it was, the time he's doing 1,200, I was like, that's like 12 syringes, full syringes of shit throughout your body. So I was doing some gear back then, too, and I was doing, like, a, two cc's of fucking Andropin a week, and I was 245 pounds, and I felt terrible. Like, <laughs> I'd lay in bed going, <laughs> When I was 270, I had to take a breath to tie my shoes. I had no neck. Right yeah. I felt like I got big. I had 21-inch arms at one time. I was big as fuck. <laughs> I felt like a douchebag, though. I was like, I, you know, I got, I got that big. I got that strong. I squatted 625. I, de- I deadlifted 555. And I'm good. Blew my back out doing it. I'd rather be like a 100. If I, I've, I haven't been below 205 my adult life. If I get to like 195, I think I'd, my back would feel so good. I, uh, last show I did, I weighed in at 198 on the money. I competed at 165. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I came down from one six foot 165 shredded <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I would cut weight from like 190 to 165. The, the terrible, show, terrible diet. Holy shit! Dude, the th- terrible. The terrible third terrible show, diet. I did 275 down to 198. Yeah, yeah, you cut fucking hard, Damn. dude. I would come in so ripped you could see like all the serrations down my back. I can like yeah. my photo album, you know. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of dick and fucking balls just <laughs> wadded up in the front. First time I ever did a bodybuilding competition, I was like 19 years old. My whole family's there. And then when it's done, I, I, I won. So I won the junior class, like 205 junior class at 19. And I lost the overall. And we go back to my house. Whole family comes back to my house for dinner. Aunts, uncles, and shit. And my aunt spits out. She goes, you know, the only thing I noticed was that there was a lot of bulge in front of Ryan and none of the other guys up there. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Way to go, Auntie. A new life Thanks. was going to be different for me from that point on. <laughs> Bro, look, I, I I say it to everybody. If you can stand on that stage in them underwear, like I lost all worry about talking in front of people. Especially if you got to roll your shaft out around the side of your hip up that fucking side strap. <laughs> Bro. Like, what kind of belt is that? <laughs> Oh, that guy's got a growth on his hip. It goes all the way around to his butt cheek. What the fuck? <laughs> now nah, that's my dick. <laughs> I, p- I apologize. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, I'm just kidding. It was only about halfway around my hip. Hardly. <laughs> Look at that sticker on the bumper of that thing right there. Hardly. <laughs> Oh, that's the coolest fucking sticker. It's all easily. We need stickers to say easily. Oh, fucking easily. Did you just do a wheelie on that? Oh, easily. Hey, you know what? I feel like I've been back here. Can you guys hear me in the microphone? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I just realized I'm 10 feet away from this. You, real you, you've been up on it the whole time, though. Oh, fucking A, like this. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Darth Vader. I am your father. 
I apologize for maybe if my voice was a lot quieter than I thought it was for the last couple hours. You know, you're getting them points where you can't control the volume of your voice because you're so high and you don't. It's like put them, put a fucking. Bro, I wear hearing aids. Put headphones on. <laughs> I wear this hearing aids, dude. Got fucking super mics on his head right no, now. They're, no, they're right here. Because I have too much feedback. But I wear hearing aids, so I hear all kinds of shit. So I talk at a really low level. He's always like, "What the fuck are you saying right now?" Because normally I think he's just shaking his head at me. Tara just yells at me. My old lady says, I, I, I've got that old, like, that old club member mumble. <laughs> you know? I, I try and keep it pretty clear, but when I'm talking to someone else, I'm like, hey, it's going to be a little <laughs> You know, take a seven or nine or ten. Right? Okay, fucking right on. And, you know, some people get it, some people don't. But <laughs> when you've been talking with your head pointing away from everybody, and you're you know, talking about some shit for a long time. It kind of takes you over, and I do it with my old lady a lot. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Fucking come on. Tarot, Tarot, Tarot will literally stare at me for like three minutes, and then be like, I'll, I'll break and be like, you know what I mean? And she'll be like, I have no idea what you just said. I can't hear <laughs> Yeah, you. I fucking told oh, you. You can't hear me. Go over and get some, you know, you <laughs> exactly. pizza, John, pizza. Nope. Fuck it. You ate that. Fuck no. <laughs> I gotta pee real bad. Yeah. Um. Pure marijuana. Is what do we want to talk about? Where are we at, Trent? It does, it it says four minutes and twenty nine seconds. It resets every thirty four minutes. Four minutes. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, it looked like sure it was fine for a while. What's the battery life? You told me we haven't recorded Two bars. any of this. No. So the last podcast we did with Willis. The fucking thing quit recording three minutes after we but started. That time it was like off. Right now it's on and like we realized that an hour and a half into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh God. and then we started over. So we were pretty fucked up, and then we started over. Yes. So <laughs> you listened to that one, right? It was a good one. It's hilarious. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I listened to it. I listened to all these before we put them out. All these, by I mean the one that you might have heard already. <laughs> It took me a month to put out because they're three and a half hours long, and like to find time to do that, and I couldn't really, so I didn't really want to listen to it to be quite honest, because I was like, man, I want to listen to myself. <laughs> but uh, I did, and the sound quality is fucking terrible. <laughs> we had the gain or thrust or fucking Zonafarn was up too fucking far, <laughs> and it was it was fuck. Is that a word? It's a musical thing that people do. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, so it was fucked, but then we kind of dialed it in about halfway through, and it was great, man. We had Kevin Brandon on here. We've had really good guests. You've been fucking phenomenal, dude. You, you've held this together with a lot of whys and great things. Why well, I've just been higher than a fucking kite over here trying to get through it and not panic. Honestly, dude. You almost it? brought me to tears two times. I think it's just because I'm stoned. Well, here's, here's the thing, bro. you got to think about it. Like Most of the time when we get to talk about this stuff and, and people give us a minute, it's usually like legitimate a minute. I had 10,000 people in Myrtle Beach before Saliva. Like legit saliva. A sea the of, band? I, I had yeah, I had ten thousand wait, I wanna I wanna back up here. Ten thousand people came out to see saliva. Bro, that bar <laughs> that bar was there I'm telling you, really? was there not or, the or, did, or did they just it show was, up because they were promised to party and shit and saliva <laughs> happened to be playing there? Well, it was it's Myrtle Beach, dude. It's the only place to come. What yeah. does saliva play? I've never Give me a song. Oh, I don't even know. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I don't even know. Come on, Joe. Bro, I don't Come know. on, Joe. Hit, 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 hit me with a couple lines. Give me some. Bill, go. <laughs> you know him. Mm-hmm. Should I, I play it? You want me to like right. search it? Play yep. a song? Okay, go ahead, Joe. We're going to come Dude, up with a little bit of saliva. I have no idea. I'm going to search. I'm going to search like saliva. Just. I am a music 
uh, fucking asshole, and I think that that's Dad Rock. Dude, absolutely. Okay, I, I think it is. Absolutely. Oh, no, a lot of people. It's is that better? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're sticking with saliva right now a because of... I just want to take a moment to shit talk saliva. <laughs> Their most popular song is called "Click Click Boom." Oh go. God, I know that song. It's yeah. fucking terrible. That yeah, that is out. definitely "Dude on a Street Glide." Yeah. Fuck yeah, Street Glide, boot cut jeans with some fancy wing tips. Exactly. Fucking bandana, like a foot thick on top, sparkles, oh. hair spike. I, now I, I've heard this song for sure. And you are a whole yeah. bunch of chain bracelets and every chrome ring you can buy on every finger. Sixteen wallet chains. Feet on the fucking highway pegs everywhere he goes. Everywhere. Yeah. Click, click, boom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I am a bad motherfucker right now. Finally didn't have to be back in the office on Monday. Joe? So 8,000 so, people showed up. 10,000 people t- showed up and went, motherfucker, it's saliva. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. I was told there was, but either way. Oh, was, I believe it. There was a lot of motherfucking people. The, was, the, place yeah, was, the place was back to the point of I could have crowd surfed faster than I could have walked through the yeah. damn... Oh, Damn crowd. But when people give us a chance to talk about what we do, it's only a brief minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we get on a podcast and somebody we, actually. Me and you have had like a lot, a lot of talks. Oh, man. This is a. You, I know. I knew you'd be a great guest because I know you got a lot to say. <laughs> well, you've you've talked me through and helped me through a lot of shit. Fucking man. A, yeah, like, dude. We've, we've been fucking. Some weird situations, man. Tight for a long time. <laughs> Platonic ones. Very no, platonic. Everything's been, everything's Very platonic. Been Although, okay, okay. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> yes. Organic. That sticker is beautiful. <laughs> Very organically platonic. But yeah, fucking A, dude. And, and but, I, yeah, man. I, I knew you, no one I've known has been more, ins- and you've inspired me as well, like since I've known you, Interesting. to help the veteran community. Like 100%, dude. Like you have been so balls to the wall since I've known you. That's just been, that's it. That's been your mission. You didn't give a fuck about anything else. This is what I'm going to do. Nonstop. Like, you, you've always had your side hustles and jobs and things, but you've always been 100% dedicated to helping veterans. And I was like, man, that, that's fucking, that's real deal. I didn't join the military. I was a fucking, I was a fuck off. <laughs> Criminal. I couldn't do it. But I wanted to. Huge as life regret. And then you were just going so hard and all the parties and all the money you were raising. And, dude, and it just, it's, it's why we do anything that we do now for veterans. It all came from you, Joe, because, I mean, before that, it just kind of, I just didn't really think about it, you know, kind of oblivious to that life and what you guys need and everything else and how people aren't really fucking helping you out. And uh, that's why we got on board. I appreciate that, man. I have a beautiful motto. Support veterans or fuck you. <laughs> so, that's pretty to the point. And I like yeah, it. That's my fucking, that's the motto here, man. You know, a lot, uh, you, you know don't how, fucking get behind these dudes. Fuck you. You 100%. know, you know how it is, dude. Especially in this community, as great as this community is, there's a lot of haters. There's a lot of haters for people to try and do good shit and do different things. And it's like, I totally lost my train of thought, man. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fucking stone, dude. Uh, Trent, you got anything? I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just li- right now, dude. I'm, well, it's kind of at a point. Uh, this I is what I think. Me up. I'm real fucked off. We could either stop, sit here for a few minutes. What the fuck is that? Uh, the Yodi. Oh, the back door's open. Is that Coyote? Yeah. No, I mean, well, dogs. Maybe Coyote. It's a coyote right? Yeah, Coyote. Coyote. We're good. I put a yellow. 
Fuck yeah, you won't get chain past chain that. Yeah. Yeah. Put piece. Bill on the microphone. Yeah, you won't get past that. <laughs> Trans- <laughs> Transferred. No, Bill, come on. Get over Give here. here and tell us ten jokes real fast. Ten jokes. I don't even know ten jokes. I don't even know one. <laughs> watch you that, put me watch on the spot. Yeah, you, you know, know a joke. Jokes. Come on, Bill. That can. <laughs> Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill. I don't know. War I, I can't think today. of a joke. I can't think of a joke. Put you on the spot. You, you, you'd be telling jokes with Dave all the, all day long. It's it's that's just him talking. Yeah, that's just me shooting the shit. Yeah, but you guys got jokes about dead hookers and <laughs> tree how vultures. Many, how many dead hookers can you fit in the back of a Honda Accord? How many? Depends if you have your wood cutter. Wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know the jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we laugh at that. I can't even repeat the jokes. Oh, I'm not even good. Beautiful. Re- Dave oh tells God. dead hooker jokes all day long. It's fucking hilarious. You know how many dead hookers it takes to change the light bulb? Me neither. My basement's still dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I got three in my basement and it's still dark. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Good, good job, man. Bill. See, that was a test. You fucking know what's going on over here. Jeez. I'm a good listener. I just fucking <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> shit, shit, man. man. Come on. Mm. Well, Joe, what's your next thing that's going on? Oh, let's see. Fuck, From... I gotta pee, man. Okay, wait a second. I'm sorry. All right, dude. Joe. Thing, hey, Joe. What was the name of this? This there we go. Rally. Te- the what? The rally where it's gonna be on the 20 mile back then switchbacks Bill with the MX track. I come from dirt biking, so that was like I, you got my attention Promise real land. quick. There you go, Bill, 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 you take over with the interview. Yeah. Promise Land Jam. In the, that's what we're calling. In the latitude and longitudes, all that's on the card. But. Yeah. So, well, you'll see you if you go around rally to rally, or if you know people that have business yeah. cards or whatever. If you get a business card, the latitude and longitude will be on a business card. If you ask about it, we we'll talk to you about it. Yeah. We'll give you a business card. People that you know or we know, they'll have business cards. So we'll spread it through the community like that for next year. I think I have like. 2,500 business cards. So we'll see who shows up to this thing, right? It has latitude, longitude, and a date, and a QR code. The QR code will take you to a website that all it has on it is a date. It doesn't have where it is. Yeah. Okay? And it has the amenities, pictures of the property, and prices on camping and shit like that. The social media will only push the property. It's not pushing any of the, like, where, when, anything like that. So the only way that you'll know is if you, like, know the exact thing that in place, time, everything, is if you have a business card or you know somebody who can take a picture of it. Yeah. The uh, You'll see stickers all over the rallies with QR codes from Daytona all the way to Laconia because we're after Laconia. That's the weekend after Laconia. you see a little Promise Land. It'll say Promise Land Jam with a little QR code. And you scan that QR code, it'll take you to that website and tell you the date. And let you know when, but you'll and it'll give details like find somebody, talk about it, like talk through the rally and find out who knows what. So it'll get people kind of bringing a buzz up as yeah. they see these things. And it's like, you want to know about Promise Land? Hey, go scan that girl's beer tub. There's a sticker on it. Or and we're, we're talking about temporary tattoos for the bartenders, because as we've done this, like <clears throat> it's been kind of crazy through the community over the past couple of years. <clears throat> the first year, the first year we did this, it was just me and Tara, my now fiance, and me and her traveled all over the country. We knew a bartender in Florida, Carrie, who was a combat vet, and she, when we were doing a ride here in Phoenix, she rode from Daytona to Phoenix in like a day and a half on her. She was, no, she had her victory then. 
did it on a, did it in her victory, did the register, like rode into the registration of the ride at Scottsdale Harley, rode the ride, <clears throat> did the party, came to the after party, crashed out for a little bit, rode back to Daytona. Like she is, she rides a fucking bike. When she yeah. used to work surges, she'd ride to surges every year. <clears throat> Usually ride with her dog's place and stuff like that. So we knew her and we walked into being introduced to the bartenders, which is like, I call it the carny scene of like of the rally circuit and the people through the community <clears throat> because the way I see it is like guys like you guys, you guys are the back scenes of community. People that work on the bikes, people that do things and revolutionize, put things out there in the community that people are recognizing. When they start pushing what we're doing, we become a credible organization. We become a credible organization and a household name to people that follow Cruzy, people that follow, you know, these people and these people across the country. So like as that stuff grows organically is how we expand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have so, you guys ever seen the movie Cyborg? Yes. <laughs> yes. Look at these fucking sunglasses right now. <laughs> this hairdo. You guys, you fucking kids over here don't know what I'm talking about. Never seen Cyborg. You seen Cyborg? You know what I'm talking about? One of the greatest fighters of all time, Jean Claude Van Damme. Such an old movie. Great what about fucking movie. Red Sonia. Sonia! You remember that movie? I can't kill it. It's a machine! <laughs> apparently. Ah, apparently Sonya! he has seen this. Oh, uh, what else? Five what else? I know. I know one. I know oh, let's one. go down the movie road, Joe. I know. Oh, I fuck, we can talk oh, movies. We're the same we're age. We're old as fuck. Oh, you know, it's Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, that's why I brought it up. Let's I know. Tattooed down my arm. Yeah, yeah, let's share it. What is best in life? The four winds. Dude. Falcons at your breast. The open step. No! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. It's tattooed down my fucking arm right that's, there. That's a damn good arm. And that's the, that's, the, that's the Aqualonian sword hanging on the wall in the showroom right there. It says, he who that's yields this in the name of Crom shall fear no regret. And this on my forearm over here is a original Ronnie Howard of Conan the Barbarian. Yes, I am a Conan fan. If you haven't seen Conan the Barbarian, I don't really trust you as a man. I had oh, it dubbed shit. on VHS when I was a child. Oh, I've seen it. I can recite it start to finish. That's no bullshit. We used to. I used to sit there. I used to sit there through the commercials no. and everything. That, that probably gave me like weird complexes that turned me into who I am today. But Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Yeah, but who is your god? I knew you'd appreciate that one. Yeah, he was Krom, but oh I seldom god. pray to him. What is best in life, Conan? Oh my god. Greatest movie ever. He said like six words through the whole thing, and just a phenomenal soundtrack. When the motherfucker said something, though, you listened. That's right. But what are you doing out here? Food for wolves? <laughs> the old slut? <laughs> it's better not be Haga. Would I sell Haga to two such slayers as yourselves? <laughs> I didn't fucking think so. <laughs> that part wasn't in the movie. See, I ad-libbed right there. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. What about Cobra? Oh, great. Oh, with so Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. That was great beautiful. movie. Great movie. Fucking uh, Marion. Marion Cobra ready. You guys, look at these kids over here. They're just fucking staring. I've never seen no Cobra. Never seen fucking Cobra. Yeah, dude, I remember. These are movies you need to watch. These are American icons. These are just the movies that molded men into men back in the day and like gave you this. And now it's fucking American Dance Party or or High School Musical. That's what's turned. That's what's molded men today. They're not watching good action movies. The '80s was full 
the action movie ruled cinema. Now it's yeah. drama. It's all about fucking boring as fuck, and then one dude gets shot at the very end. In the 80s, it started with fucking 17 dudes were dead, fucking slaughtered. An alien fucking yeah. blew out of some chick's ass over here. You got 47 tits <laughs> over here. You saw a puss for the first time in your entire life. And 1,700 other people were fucking mowed down with a machine gun. Yeah. Nuclear bomb fucking blew off over here. And then Van Damme fucked up 75 more people. <laughs> Fact. That was a quality motherfucking movie right there. Blood Sport. Blood, I just watched Bloodsport the other oh day. God. Like probably three days ago, I just watched Bloodsport. <laughs> it was fucking dumb. It was terrible. Bloodsport was... I loved it as a kid. But man, old Kung Lee, he was a... I follow this kid on Instagram. He's still killing it. Uh, what the fuck is that? Dogs fighting? Give me some moon rocks. Oh, there's, some, there's more. Adventures and babysitting. Oh my god. What, what have you kids seen from your? You, did you watch movies? Casino. You can go that way. Ah, oh, fuck casino. casino. That like shit was boring. You go that yeah, way. Yeah. Goonies. Goonies. Didn't yeah, you grow Goonies. up near there? Yeah, it's in Astoria, Oregon. I grew up like. Probably two hours from there. No, that was there. an epic movie. Yeah, like every kid Went wanted to go search times. a pirate ship after I that. I wrote my senior thesis on Go- the Goonies. I- I've been to the the Rock. I've been to the house. All that shit. <coughs> That's fucking rad. My grandma lived up there. That was a good movie. Sandlot. I love that movie. <laughs> Sandlot. My brother Sandlot. wore out the VHS. <laughs> he watched it. He watched it so many times. He kept rewinding it. Rewinding That's a good movie. VHS. Do you remember when you had to rewind them to send them back to the video store? Yep. Or you got fined? Be kind or rewind. Be kind and rewind. Yep. Do you guys even remember VHS? I remember, yeah, I remember Blockbuster VHS. Blockbuster had DVDs after a while, though. Blockbuster was DVDs. They, were, they didn't have D- VHS. These are so When I was a kid, yeah. Fluffy. Yeah, yeah. Or Fluffy. Just forget to bring them back. It was a late fees, like every... Oh, I had fucking hundreds of dollars in late fees at American Family Video in Sweet Home, Oregon, growing up. It was a scam. Video games. They all had porno spots, too. Yeah. It'd be a curtain. Go back you swoop it back. It was a porno video. I'd always poke my head under there. And <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn. The real, the real shady ones. Like, I remember I remember specifically, I used to spend a lot of time at my aunt's house. And she would send me and my cousin to the video store. And it was, like, one of them shady ones. Right? It was, like, a, like... Like you sold I, cigarettes and shit, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? just had a video store, because that was, like, the thing then, right? Everybody yeah. was just getting a VCR. So right, Everybody, rental. everything was a video store. <laughs> they had a curtain. <clears throat> they had a curtain in there, and we always used to, like, sneak peeks behind the curtain. Or the shady was Blockbuster never had that, though. No, but American no. Family Video, or Sweet Home Video, was a video store downtown Sweet Home, where I grew up, and it was an arcade and a video store, real small, real seedy. You, you just, we'd smoke grass and... Eat acid and play pool and fucking play video games. Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. I was goddamn master of Samurai Showdown. Like arcades. There is no way. Yeah. Well, there's still arcades, I guess, like on yeah, bowling we'll alleys and shit. We, do, we, cool we would spend all Saturday and Sunday down there with like 30 people having fucking Samurai Showdown tournaments and shit. Because <laughs> you didn't sit at home and play video games. You went to fucking arcades yeah. and oh. threw it down. People would be like, you'd be smoking grass and fucking thrashing on <laughs> arcade games all day long. Yeah, Altered Beast was one too. Like, was Altered Sega, Beast was Sega. fucking great, oh. yes. You could power up and turn into a monster and fuck somebody up. I yeah. miss those. Those yeah. days were beautiful. Samurai Showdown was my was my favorite, and then <laughs> League of Champions. That, yeah. Yeah, Tekken came out. Guys, oh yeah. <laughs> you guys don't even. You guys. You don't suck. even know the era of the arcade. No. You no. guys suck because. <laughs> Color television. It's all right here on headphones. You're just talking to each other over the TV. Back then, you were like punching each other in the arm while you were fucking fighting each other on an arcade game. And then going out in the back and hiding in the vines behind the place and smoking grass and going back in there. 
<laughs> yep, selling cigarettes and shit. Cigarettes? <laughs> selling cigarettes <laughs> and <laughs> shit. There's like thousands of different movie companies. We had three channels. There was three channels. Yeah. That was it. Married with Children was on. You're like, that was it. You're watching that at night and go to bed. We had the box that had like 49 <laughs> numbers on it. You yeah. turned it to one, and then yeah, you had a, it had a dial that you could focus in the channel. Yeah. My town <laughs> blocked MTV when I was a kid. Oh, nice. It was of the devil. At least that's what my mom told me, because our Sounds MTV was nice. blocked. <laughs> I had no MTV growing up. She probably just blocked it on your TV. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, they, they canceled MTV. In the growing up, there's hay piles everywhere, like giant, you know, 400 st- hay bales and stacks, because there's farming and shit everywhere. Yeah. And we drive down the road growing up, she'd be like, oh, there's 248 bales of hay in there. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? She goes, I just multiplied the top, the bottom, the side, and I just add them up real fast, and I calculated in my head. So I thought my mom was this math genius growing up. <laughs> so I've been really good at math my whole life. I don't know if I just made myself that way because I thought my mom was a math genius, but the last time I went home, like seven years ago, we're driving. I'm, I had the, my kids with me. And I'm fucking, you know, I'm like, hey, mom, how many, I go, well, kids, watch this, how many hay bales are out there? She goes, how the fuck am I supposed to know? I go, what? You used to count them like at the top of your head all the time? She goes, oh, no, no, I was bullshitting you the whole time. I just tell you a number. I'm like, motherfucker. You put this fucked ass complex on me that made me good at math. She just fucked with you all those years. She was just lying out her ass. Oh yeah, there's 478. Oh man. And I'm like, oh my god. I can't believe you. You know we're doing 75 miles an hour past Bale Hay. She's like, oh, 478. Every time I get it, every time, and I'm just like. Man, that's you know that's amazing, Mom. Oh You're God. so intelligent. Picture little Ryan in the front, yeah, like, just looking out. Wow, four seventy eight. Oh yeah, like thirty five years later, she's like, "No, nah, man, I was just lying." <laughs> I don't know what the. You're f- like, I'm like, "Hey, Mom, show the kids the trick. How fast you are at math." <laughs> what the fuck? What the yeah. fuck are you talking yeah, about? I'm not awesome. good at math. <laughs> she had Alzheimer's real bad too. Maybe she forgot how to count. <laughs> oh my God. It's not as funny now that you said that. <laughs> 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 oh, where's the tequila? I'm oh. sure you left. No, Trent drank it all. I didn't drink shit. I still have some of the first glasses there. You fucking yep. son of a bitch. You're drinking yeah. Eisenhower's over there. Eis- Eisenhower's. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> an Eisenhower. Eisenhower tea. Oh, my this God. What about Ari- the uh, Arizona so, tea? First time, first time I ever saw a movie... Holy shit, my headphones extend. That makes them so much more comfortable. <laughs> oh my god, all this time. I couldn't hear myself because they were on my ear holes. So, first movie I ever saw was The Fox and the Hound yeah. at the, the drive-in theater in Sweet Home, Oregon. Oh, drive-ins. Drive-ins used to be the thing. Huge. That was legit. Yeah, huge, huge. When we were kids, I don't. there's still one here uh, in Scottsdale and Glendale, I think. Wrong guys to look at him. <laughs> young, what? young hipster fucks go to him now. So, I mean, I don't what? Know. it's like a trendy drive thing to go back to the drive-in again. Drive-in movie theater? Oh. Ah, I, I was the, I know there's one in Tucson. <laughs> I was the big... No, anything in Tucson. Yeah. yeah. I worked on the I-10 project, man. There was a, there was a fucking hotel. We wake up, we go to Denny's, and come out of Denny's, and people like dudes getting blowjobs in cars behind the hotel. <laughs> the I-10. Like South oh, I-10. Dude, it's such yeah. a dirty city. Tucson's, <laughs> Tucson's like super hippie now, and... Really? Really fucking, like, super liberal hippie town. Good sushi. I mean, I Really that. good. The whole town yeah. has good food. I mean, like, some of the best... best there is good food down there. Yes. Very liberal. Well, at least 6th Street or 4th Street or... By the university, town. yeah. Yeah. Very artsy. Universities are... 
It's a fun place, though. Where were we going before that? I don't remember. <clears throat> Man, I feel like... Hmm. <laughs> I think we should shut it down. We're just fucking stoned right now. Very. I'm fucking higher than Kite. Yeah. Right now. Well, probably fifth time I said it. <laughs> 750? I probably need to go home. I'm going to get in trouble. I don't know how I'm getting home, though. That's some fucking... You have a truck. I'm fucked off. I'm not driving it. I could call my wife. I'll wait for it. I'll wait for her if you do. But, hey, here we go. I have a good idea. Are you guys in for a good time? <laughs> I'm going to call Heather and see if I can get a ride home right now. Oh, let's see how this goes. Does she hate you yet? No. <laughs> no, no, no. She loves me very much. I'll go be like, you get to see Joe, man. Moon rocks? I want some fucking moon rocks. my phone call. <laughs> Hello. Hello, darling. Hi. What are you doing? Getting the kitchen ready for the countertops to be put in at 7 in the morning. <laughs> Holy fuck. You had no idea. I forgot. <laughs> I love you. I've been doing this podcast with you. I'm sorry. I'll come home and take the mirror off. Uh, will you come get me? No. Please, I love you. Not happening. Take an Uber. I can't. Why? Because they won't let me in the Ubers. I'm not coming to pick you up. It's <laughs> 8 o'clock at night. Honey, I love you so much. I'll give I you, love s- you too. seven hugs and kisses. I'm not fucking picking you up, period. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Well, anybody want to give me a ride home? <laughs> I can give you a ride home. Fuck yeah, Bill's got moon rocks. You okay. want to ride on the back? Nope. Backwards. <laughs> Backwards. I'll, nope. Ride on, I'll ride on the back. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shit's going to get sketchy. One time, uh, remember Times 3? Yes. Is that still a place? Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. I haven't been there since back in the day, but... So, me and Joe lived this neighborhood in North North Phoenix, and at the intersection of the neighborhood, there was a bar called Me Familia, mm-hmm. and then across the street was Time Street. Well, it's not very good bars, but <coughs> when you go way up North Phoenix, and that's all there is, that's where everybody parties at. We left Time Street. Remember Jimmy Neutron? A skinny kid from Flint, Michigan, tall tattoo artist, did most of the shit that's on me now, but we were all partying there, and then we'd left there, and I think he was... Way too fucked up, or his bike wouldn't start. And he rode backwards on the back of my bike for a good period. <laughs> and then I shucked him off at the fucking light when we took off. Yeah! <laughs> fucking shit, Jimmy, right off in the middle of the street. <laughs> Didn't even know it until we got home. <laughs> like, man, you lost Jimmy back there, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking forgot that he was there. Dude, now, you know? Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fucked up. It was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't have a sissy bar or anything, you know. So yeah, was, you just he just I just clutched it real hard, and he he went for, he went for a ride. 
<laughs> he didn't want to ride fucking. He didn't want to ride, he wanted to ride backwards. <laughs> oh, I, have a sissy, I have a sissy bar at least. And then he I had to walk home? He like, did? Yeah. He, no, I went back and got him. Oh, you went back. <laughs> <laughs> at least you did that. He went backwards the second time. King <laughs> <laughs> of book. Oh my god. Did ever tell you a story about when I was getting tacos at that Taco Bell at that same intersection? So I was uh, coming home from fucking hanging out with some people one time and I'm on my bike and I stopped by the Taco Bell to get some tacos for everybody, family at the house, you know. So I'm on my dyna and I order a bunch of tacos and I'm stuffing them in my cut and this this kid's like, man, it's a badass bike. I'm like, oh yeah, watch this intersection, dude. I'll fucking bang a wheelie. <laughs> so I go fucking, yada da bop. I, I, I bang it out of the fucking drive-thru and this fucking little 17-year-old bitch comes flying in the, like flying right into the fucking parking lot and cuts me off. I grab a bunch of front brake and I just spear chuck myself through the air. I hit the ground and tacos just exploded. I had like 20 tacos in my cut, dude. They just exploded tacos everywhere. Blah! I jump up ready to kill someone and it's this little girl in her car and she's like, I'm all your motherfucker! I'm so sorry, I'll buy you more tacos if you want! I'm like, I just feel like a fucking fool already. I get up on my bike, the handlebars are twisted as fuck, right? I start my bike, tacos all over me, and I, I fucking rode a fat-ass wheelie out of there. Yeah, I got home. I brought you guys tacos, but they're fucked. Remember <coughs> <laughs> oh, when we got 86 out of the Circle K right there? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even understand what's going on. <laughs> oh, man. We uh, we were just fucked up a little bit. We went down to get some beer from a party. And uh, the kid working behind the counter, he was different. <laughs> one, way, you know, one way or another. Fuck guy, was, he was a little different. And uh, the fucking chick manager was there, and she was weird. I am fucking 86 from two Circle Ks in Arizona now. Seriously? I'll tell you another story. So... She's fucking trying to teach this kid how to use the cash register, and he's fucking up and fucking up. And she's like, well, you're going to have to be here by yourself later. And I look at Joe, I go, sounds like later's the time to fucking come in this place. We can come up on this motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch loses her mind. <laughs> fuck you, you're going to rob me, motherfucker? Get the fuck out of my store. I'm like, whoa, lady, I was just joking. <laughs> and we got booted. 86, I went back in there a little while later, and she fucking kicked me back out. It was a little more yelling and shouting than that. We left in glorious fashion. But so the the fucking Circle K, which I still won't go in the motherfucker. You won't. Yeah, you won't do it. It's down the street from here. I used to live right by it, and I would stop there every morning, and and I would buy a gallon of water and fucking shit and go to work, right? And uh, I went in there one day, and the, the, I walked up to the counter, and he's like, nope, no fucking way. Get the fuck out of our store. I was like, excuse me? I'm pretty polite most of the time. I'm like, what? What's going on? She goes, no way. You fucking, you were in here Saturday and you fucking robbed us. I was like, <laughs> I go, I go, what do you mean I robbed you? She goes, you came in here and grabbed a water, a jug of water, a gallon, and just walked out and stole it. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm thinking maybe I was fucking stoned, you know? I'm like, I go, well, maybe I was, maybe I was stoned and I forgot to pay you. I'm like, you know, fuck, I'm sorry. Can I pay you right now? She goes, yeah. Oh, well, she's like, let me talk to my manager. So she brings out this fucking cunty bastard. And she's like, hey, he just wants to pay for it. He thinks it was an accident. She goes, yeah, well, that's fine. I'm like, man, well, when did this happen? She goes, well, it was Saturday morning. I go, and I just got back from Vegas Bike Fest. I've been gone since Wednesday, and this was Monday. I was gone Wednesday to Monday. I go, wait a minute. 
I wasn't in here on Saturday. She goes, yes, you were. We have you on camera. I'm like, ain't no fucking way you got me on camera because I was in fucking Las Vegas from Wednesday till just now. I just got back into town. I'm grabbing water and going home. And she says, uh, no fucking way we got you on camera. So now I'm like, fuck this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight it. Give me the camera. Give me the video. And the chick goes, fuck you. Pay the bill or get the fuck out of here. So I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. And then the... <laughs> Little chick behind the counter who I knew, she goes, yeah, you weren't in here on Saturday, I know. And then they fucking ran me out of the store, and I haven't been back since. And they had a picture in there of me for a while. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Hi, <coughs> hey, bitch, I got more money in my pocket than you make in a month. Like, you I am going to steal a fucking $1.95 gallon of water from you? I don't know if I've ever been on a, with a picture. Oh, yeah, I have been. In the mall in Albany, too. <laughs> New York or Georgia? It's Oregon. Oh, <laughs> Albany, Oregon. It's very small. <laughs> you couldn't go in a mall? It was the 90s. Everybody thought they were a gang member. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was in a state full of white people that were all gang members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to a all We way, would represent our school. fucking set in the mall, Holmes. <laughs> just like that? Uh-huh. Just oh, it like was that. just like that. It was. And this was, like I that. was the same thing in Cleveland, man. <clears throat> Cleveland was a shit show. I, I went to an all-white school. Like, I swear to God, they're like, hey, look, I mean, I'm not racist. I don't really give a shit. We had, like, growing up through the entire course from the remember, I re- when I remember going to school all the way until I graduated, we only had, like, th- I think three black kids in our sc- entire school. So it wasn't, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I don't know what you mean, Joe. Where are we going with that? <laughs> I don't remember. Now, now I sound like a total racist asshole. What were we talking about? <laughs> no. I mean, it was just gang, like gang, the gang thing. Yeah, was, yeah was the gang banging thing. It was popular thing. in the 90s. Yeah, like, everybody, it, it was everybody the thing wanted to, do. to be something. It was, dude. Everybody was fucking banging crip or blood. And, I mean, I, if you wore a bandana, dude, you couldn't, we couldn't wear bandanas in school. Or anything, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, uh, any Kelly matching Kings. colors of any kind. Yeah. You couldn't be in a matching colored outfit at school. Really? Yeah. It was, uh, and, and, and nobody was really, I mean, I grew up with a bunch of poor kids, so we all thought we were fucking thugs, you know. But were we really? I mean, we all did go to, yeah, we, yeah, never mind. We all went to prison and shit, so I mean, we were doing something real, but did we need to be? No. No, we didn't need to be. That's the point of my story. I think really we is. We all went to prison. Well, no. I, didn't, I didn't start doing like weird shit, like oh, sinister shit. shit till I got out of Marine Corps. Well, I think I think we were just trying to be something we shouldn't have been trying to be. I was just trying to survive <coughs> at that point. Yeah. You know, one time I went down to the park, and it was beautiful, and there was birds down there. And I said to myself, do these birds just fly here because it's a good place to hang out? Or are these birds always here? Sometimes birds aren't there when you go to the park, and sometimes you come back from the park and the birds are still there. And you ask yourself, where'd these birds come from? Have they always been here? Did I just leave, or have I been com- coming back all this time? Maybe I spent the night here. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I went downtown, and I ended up back in this park again, but the birds are still fucking here. How many birds is there, Joe? A lot of birds, bro. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes you just got to think about the wind. And on that note, I'm going to shut this fucking thing down because I feel like we're a bunch of rambling stone fucking idiots. But thank you guys so much for listening to us. I had a fucking amazing time. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe, for coming out. Trent, for dealing with us. Our friend Doc over here, he said 17 words. We got him stoned for the first time since 72. <laughs> He's gone. Fuck me. We put the mic on Bill. Bill shit himself. He's been quiet ever since. Bill, you're, Bill, you're you good. 
Bill, you're beautiful. <laughs> he's uh, Bill Ingball on uh, Instagram. Ingball, he's a hell of a comedian. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, throttle Therapy, TT what? Vets? TTVets.org is our uh, website. Everything else, uh, Instagram, Facebook is Throttle Therapy. Throttle Therapy. I'm always I'm wearing the shirt in a lot of videos. You guys see it all the time. You can get the shirts from those guys. The money helps out veterans. It helps out good shit. It helps out people that we should be helping out. It was funny. One of the guys, that I get a call from one of the guys in the North Carolina, and he's like, bro, like, you know everybody, man. Like, what are you talking about? I just came back from some – I think I came back from being out here or a month or so. And I'm sitting there, you know, I've been following Cruzy for fucking ever, and, they, you know, you're, you're just in the video. Just randomly walk up in the video. I'm like – Sorry, man. Like, I've, oh, yeah. I've been knowing that motherfucker for a minute. Hell yeah. Long, long time. Since before anything. And, uh, fuck, man. Thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, check out Cruise Originals on Instagram, uh, cruiseoriginals.com. Stay posted because there's going to be a lot more of these. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> they are fun. I'm this having fun. fun hanging out with, like, I, I've been keeping it a lot of the older homies that have been around me for a long time, just getting good old stories, and it's just been really fucking fun and good for me to sit down and bullshit with some fucking old friends. It's been great. This was rad, man. Like I said before, it gives us an outlet to really talk about it, and I hope we get some good followers from this and to watch what's about to happen, because I'm going to change this fucking community, whether people like it or not. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just going to happen. And it's a good time. Hanging out hell with yeah. Joe and his guys is a fucking good yeah, time. Yeah, it's real fun. Believe me, we had a blast. But fucking A, I'm out. Uh, Cruise Originals on your mom. Peace.